Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 183. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's get right into it. I had to double check that. I forgot the fucking number of the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, the Met Gala. I don't know how many people um, are familiar with this, this event, mm-hmm. um, but it's basically, if I had to narrow it down, it is a Halloween costume party for adults with a lot of money. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a benefit also. They do like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like charities and whatnot also. Mm-hmm. And the tickets go for like thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars per ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just—it's really odd, man. To me, I look at it as like this elitist event where a bunch of people come with weird-looking shit on. You got Frank Ocean came and showed up with a green baby, a robotic green baby. Yeah, Kim Kardashian had a, a black face on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yo, why did? Um, ASAP Rocky looked like a box of fucking cereal. Yeah. ASAP Ben need to change his name to ASAP Crunchy. This motherfucker <laughs> looked like Captain Crunch's nephew. <laughs> Never seen no shit like that. This guy looked like, and and I guess he was wrapped in some scarf or blanket. It was like yeah, a fashionable blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, what's up with these people? Um, mm-hmm. And then there was uh, who was another one that came up? Zoe there? Kravis was dang near naked. I yeah, she was yeah. naked. Fucking. Um, uh, what's her name from? Uh, was it Megan? Was it Megan Fox? Yeah, Megan Fox was basically naked. I didn't. I don't think I've seen her outfit. Yeah, she she was up there. It's just yeah, it's for me to me because I'm from the outside looking in. We don't understand it. I guess it's considered this high fashion thing too. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't even consider it high fashion. It is high fashion in a sense, but I think that the. Um, it it has a part of its uh, like it's they have a nickname as far of it like a costume they right. deem it as like a sort of costume party right so um, the the average person on Twitter or whatever you know they're gonna make fun of uh, ASAP Rocky they're gonna make fun of um, uh, Frank Ocean or whatever the case may be but it's that's that's the nature of the event it's not supposed to be like a black tie event it's supposed to be where the most outlandish thing you can to this event because like that's that's kind of what it's grown into it would be different if it was uh like the grammys or something and some you know some people do show up to like the grammys with like these kind of very outlandish outfits but right it's that event is almost like yo who can wear the craziest thing to to this event and even like and even like uh a guy like chadwick bose chadwick boseman uh, the year before he passed, when he went, he had like this, this uh, almost like a, like a uh, cape or something on. Yeah. But it was all white and had like crosses and different, different uh, emblems and stuff on it. Yeah. And even that would be considered a little bit like out there. But yeah. that's just the nature of the event. It to to the average person, like we, you know, we got shorts on and a t shirt yeah. doing a podcast, so we're not even really that's yeah. so far away from our realm yeah but for me it's like i'm not i'm not the fashion police in any capacity but to me it comes off as this elitist event because they will they literally will take like they said this dress took four thousand hours to create mm-hmm. this dress took seventeen thousand hours mm-hmm. it was put together one piece at a time one bead at a time to make this dress and i'm like are you fucking kidding me and then it'll be like eight women holding the dress as the ladies walking up walking the stairs the stage, it's yeah. like dude get out of here 
This took 30 slaves to put together. Yeah, about 30 black children slaves got together. <laughs> it took 45 Indonesian slaves. <laughs> right after their 32-hour shift from making iPhones, they put this dress together. This took seis Mexicans to put together. Oh, that- <laughs> you said seis? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, it's just weird to me mm-hmm. that... And another thing too is is like what's funny is is we we live in hypocrisy, like yeah. the the iPhones like these iPhones are being put together by kids that are basically child slaves that are putting these phones together. Yeah, and somebody will be tweeting from that same phone like we need to stop sex trafficking, we need to stop. Yeah. Uh, uh, we need to stop uh, the child labor laws and all of this. And it's like, yo, you are using a phone that is built by kids who don't have a choice. Do Do you think um, we can live? You had a Biden. Life? You had a Joe Biden moment for a second. Well, I, I, I want to <laughs> articulate myself. But do uh, you think we can live life, at least in America, without? being hypocritical in that sense like no, no we can't yeah. we're all hypocrites to a certain degree mm-hmm. all of us are but i just think that when people stand on this moral high ground to say this when is you're wrong. so extreme right yeah that's when you start to look bad right mm-hmm. right right there'll be it'll be like i don't know some protest it'll be like some feminist there with her hair shaved off mm-hmm. but she doesn't know that the trimmers that she used were made by child slaves yeah right mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody nobody is really Nobody really is cognizant of all the things that um, that they indirectly support that oppress other people, mm-hmm. right? But no. Nah. And then to go into that, uh, AOC was there. She had a dress that said, uh, tax the tax rich, the rich yeah. right? And she got a lot of shit for, for putting that up there. And I personally, I told Keith, I was like, yo, why, what was the point of putting that on there? You, you show up to an event that costs thirty dollars to $35,000 to get a ticket to mm-hmm. put Tax the Rich, right, mm-hmm. on the fucking dress. Surrounded by rich people. Yeah. Surrounded by rich people. Not only that, um, the dress, was, you mentioned it actually, too. The dress was made by the designer, and you said that she owed a lot of taxes. Yeah, like 130000 in taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so you got this expensive dress with tax the rich on yeah, it. Yeah, you can't. You can't that, that's the, the thing. We, are, we have to be extremely mindful of, yeah. I guess, our own skeletons, right? Right. So when you, when you see a person like AOC, and she's kind of, and I'm sure they came together as a collaborative, like, yo, the dress would be amazing if it had this huge statement on the back, yeah. on the top of, on the back of my ass where it was just like tax, tax the, rich. the rich and the thus kind of near my crack. And then the taxes, I'm just like, <laughs> tax but, my ass. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they, they probably had this conversation about it and the designer knows in the back of their mind that they owe a hundred thousand dollars worth of taxes that they haven't paid so it's just like you we just got to be we just got to be aware and that's that's the danger of having these extreme point of views yeah if if you're if you were that same person and you and you uh made the dress without the 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 text on it then everything would be like it may not even have made news, but people are so. It the 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 tax information would have made news, or the the tax information would have made. News. Go ahead and continue. I'll, I'll yeah. elaborate later. I was I I think that if um the the only reason they even dug up that information is because when people make statements like that, 
they're um they're going to look for a chink in your armor exactly so as far as far as that designer goes or whomever like the people sitting on the internet there's people that just they they look at statements and then they look for these uh like i said these chinks in the armor mm-hmm. so they're going to say okay aoc has this thing oh let me look at aoc's tax records let's see if she's paying taxes mm-hmm. okay let's see how much money she made over the course of right. the last couple of years okay okay she's solid she's solid all right let me look at the designer oh what's her name said okay mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. let me look at her tax records let me look at because you could look up like people's businesses and stuff online yeah. so i'm sure there was somebody probably doing they she makes expensive doing they due diligence too. exactly so um yeah, I think we just got to be aware of like our statements and how, you know, how they be, can be perceived. And also our we got to be aware of our own hypocrisy. Yeah, because I'm sure she not going she not going to make no statement or rebuttal about that tax situation. No, um, here's the thing, too. Um, in regards to her, like she I feel like AOC had to put that message on there because um, she deals with underserved communities. So that's going to look bad to her base. Because if she's showing up to a place that's got thirty five thousand uh, or thirty thirty five thousand dollar tickets, they're gonna be like, "Why the fuck are you there?" Right. So making this political statement kind of aligns with uh, how she'll be viewed by the people who support her. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just show up to there with a dress on, they're gonna be like, "Wait, don't you serve underserved communities? What are you doing around all these millionaires?" Yeah. Like Rihanna is there. She's a fucking billionaire. Yeah. And, and look, if I'm Rihanna and I see you with a dress to say tax the rich, I'm thinking like, girl, stop. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but, but the thing, too, is we got this illusion that the rich aren't being taxed. Like it only the only rich people that there are rich people that know the tax codes and how to get around them. And they got lawyers and people that do that job. But guess what? Me and Keith are more liberal than anything, and we don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> tax the rich. Tax the rich. It, the statement is too vague. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. First of all, when a rich person purchases a car, yeah. when a rich person purchases groceries, whatever the case may be, they're still they're they're still paying taxes. Exactly. That's the same thing when um, they talk about uh, immigrants or whatever. It's like, oh, they're not paying taxes. Right. But it's like every time they go to the grocery store, they it's not like them. they're walking out and saving that eight point whatever percent. And they're literally paying taxes anyways. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it, that statement is, is is far too vague to actually mean anything. Right. And, the, and like you're saying, like... Um, the the issue that I have with the whole Democrats, like, oh, these rich need, people need to pay more taxes. It's yeah. like, no. No. You, as a broke nigga sitting in whatever city <laughs> in America, need to understand that you don't want to pay taxes either. Right. So don't. let's all figure out a way where we cannot pay taxes. Man, if you told me to do a backflip, I can't even do one, and I would do one just to avoid paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and also, like, a lot of these people that have these gripes are not actually paying taxes. No. Because at the end of the year, they're getting a tax uh, a re- a refund. So Right. Anybody that says they want to pay more taxes has to be stupid that's just a loan for a brokey yeah it's like you like if if somebody says you know what if you make let's say you bust your ass and you make one point let's say you make a million dollars make a million dollars flat you are almost getting half of that already taxed it's ridiculous that's ridiculous but only people that have gripes about that don't have a million dollars right they're like you should pay that much yeah it is like, dude, first of all, none of us really know where our tax money is going. Oh, no, we don't. They're fucking, ki- they're bending us over and doing things that they shouldn't be doing to us. And <laughs> well, somebody w- might like it. Yeah, someone like, tax me more. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> what that shit people been saying? Like you hear people make that sound effect, right? But they're like, "Oh yeah." Oh, I haven't heard that one. And people do that. I don't know what that's about, but yeah. I guess it's important. The word, I, you know what I hate the most when uh, they would have like that uh, freaking. It's like the sex audio. Mm-hmm. So they'll send you a video, and then it, it will be something entirely. Oh different. my yeah. god, I hate that. Like in today's news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Somebody got I was in like Albertsons or something <laughs> And I and it was so fucking loud It was yeah. like Oh yeah <laughs> And it just drowned everybody out And then not to mention like You you use this big guy This big black guy Watching porn in the line They'll be like My god this Yeah gotta, it's a bad look We gotta get him out it, of here It might teach you a lesson To like stay off your phone In certain places True like, Imagine like somebody Sitting in church And God said Oh That's right, young man. God said, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only time people want to bring up God is when they get get some dick. Yeah. That was crazy. (laughs) You know what would be funny? This would be a good good bit. So I don't want to give it away, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it like, what if you have sex with an atheist? And she's like, I don't believe in God. You start hitting her from the back. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, yeah. That's how it be, man. <laughs> it, that's how it be. Like you'll be sitting at uh, lunch or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. I grew up in the church, but I just struggle with God. Seven minutes later, oh yeah, oh God, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need to see my gynecologist after this. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> another thing too, in regards to the whole dress, uh, the the AOC tax to risk dress, like there's this negative connotation of people being rich. It's like when you become successful, it automatically makes yeah, you evil, an huh? asshole. Yeah. Like your your opinion in some in some <clears throat> instances becomes less relevant because you're rich. So now, since you're rich, you can't have an opinion about certain things. Like if I if me, I grew up from very humble beginnings. I didn't have a lot. So if if not if when when I come across a lot of money, there you go, and I make a com- and make a comment regarding some the homeless or poverty or whatever, then somebody's gonna say, "Fuck Eddie, he's a rich asshole and he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about." Mm-hmm. Not knowing that I come from very humble beginnings, you worked extremely hard to get there. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, nobody, fuck you, and that's why you gonna stay broke because you can't. You can't think outside of this little small opinion where you generalize every single person who's successful yeah. and you label them as some rich asshole that needs to pay more taxes. Do I come to your job and tell you, hey, um, motherfucking um, guy that works at Arby's, you need to flip more burgers? Uh, no, that's a bad comparison. But you, <laughs> I don't tell you what to do with your life <laughs> because <laughs> you're like... The thing is, if you're successful or you're somebody that has reached the apex of success in your life, you don't usually look downward to judge people. Mm-hmm. If you if you do, because there's people that do judge, but if you do, then you're just a dick. But I don't worry about other people's lives. It's mm-hmm. the same way with somebody being rich. They'll say, like, Jay-Z should have donated this much money and did this. How are you going to tell another man what to do with his money? Yeah. That, that's another problem I've got. Like come that, on. Yeah, that's annoying. I think I, I, I genuinely think the more I grow older and you know, learn about finances and stuff is that being broke is a mentality. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. it's somebody I mean, it's some things that I know um 
some people that during the whole COVID time or whatever, they got kicked down with, you know, some some thousands as far yeah. as like unemployment in certain situations. Oh, yeah. And they just ran through it. Yeah. So literally, if you would have gave those same people um, a million dollars, they'll find a way to spend it all. They're gonna blow and, it. You know, and in terms of once you hit that one million mark, you're considered a millionaire. Right. So <clears throat> giving those people like it. it and I say that to say, like, it, it doesn't matter how much money they have. It's 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 all a mentality. So for those same people that always are judging what uh, rich people are doing with their money or those same people that think that rich people are evil and, mm-hmm. and, all, and all this kind of stuff, they have this um, mentality where they don't think that they can attain those things. They don't yeah, think yeah. that they can ever be a millionaire. They don't know any way that they can save up enough money to purchase property and all this. They just, they're, 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 um, very limited. Yeah. They just limit in their, their, the things that they can attain. But in reality, the, in, you know, me, I was, I'm going through this home purchasing process. So I'm realizing that it doesn't actually matter how much money you're bringing in. It's like what you're doing with that money. Yeah. Right. So for the person that they may be um, like a teacher's aide or something like I, I and you know, like during this home buying process, you start to talk to different people that work different jobs that are also trying to do the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I was talking to a teller um, the other day and she was like, yeah, we, we just uh, I, I don't know who we is, but she was mentioning mentioning her family. But she was like, yeah, we we're going through the, um, the home purchasing process and we just um they just accepted our offer on this house and it took us a long time to get it and i'm just like she's just a a bank teller and not to be disrespectful but i know she ain't she ain't she ain't making a a lot of money they don't obviously the banks are generally closed on the weekend she probably works i don't know how how many hours she works i'm sure they're not yeah i'm sure they're not paying her much over minimum wage um but somehow she saved up enough enough money or you know her family saved up enough money to in order to purchase a house and that instantly not instantly but you know through uh you know your monthly mortgage payments and stuff like that that grows your net worth right yeah. so her mentality is in the right place so it doesn't matter that she's a bank teller but there are some people that are broke that are making $100,000 a year oh that's a fact yeah so yeah that's <clears throat> a good point too mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, I I don't know. I I don't want to beat this whole AOC dress thing down. Um, the, some people were also I'm trying to beat down her dress. Yeah, I'm trying to take it off. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Now, um, there were some people that had, um, like right wing people that were looking for anything already. Oh, for sure. They're yeah. look, they were already looking for something. They must per- that's muscling at its finest. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, I don't really give a fuck that much, but I thought it was kind of corny on her behalf only because like you can't go anywhere without making a political statement. <laughs> yeah. You got to make a political statement everywhere you go, but right-wing people are like, "See, look at her. She's at the Met Gala." They're trying to rip her apart anyway. It's just confirmation bias. That's all it is. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, liberals do this shit too, but conservatives was having a field day with it. They was looking for anything and they 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 falsely um stated that she bought a $35,000 ticket when she didn't. She was invited. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Um, but even though she was invited. But even that, like, that, that's um, ignorance being played out because it's, right. it's a charity event. Exactly. So for somebody like, you know, I guess in, in terms of anybody going to an event like that, and I don't know where the proceeds go or how they bust it down, but if um, 
if me personally, I'm going to an event and I consider myself like the super liberal and I know that that $30,000 is going to some charity to help, you know, little gay kids in New York design dresses or something, whatever the case may be. Why they got to be gay, bro? I'm just talking about like a liberal agenda. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> like just, that's just something like liberals would donate to. Like, got oh, it. gay kids designing dresses, take yeah. all my money. So it's like we're donating um, a, lots of resources to pansexual t- kids. <laughs> um, that's how it is, man. Yeah, yeah. So that, But that's what I'm saying. But, but, but the people that may not know that, or even th- sometimes those people know that, but they know how it looks versus what, mm-hmm. you know, so if somebody is a, a Republican... They probably have been to the Met Gala before, and they know like the thirty thousand goes to different charities or whatever the case may be. And we're also, and I'm speaking out of ignorance, so don't take whatever I'm saying as like you know, word is like it's it's real. But I'm saying like there's somebody that could be Republican, and they they actually know where the the money goes as far as the the Met Gala, um, but they also know how it looks how it looks on the outside. It looks like a bunch of rich people just showing up to some. Yeah, event. that's what it looks like. You know what I mean? Um, That's what it is too, though. But it's a charity event yeah. on top of that, so there's some phil- philanthropic aspect right, to it. But right. the most most people don't actually know that. True. So you can get on whatever blog or whatever talk show or whatever and be like, AOC is, you know, she's being a hypocrite because she spent thirty thousand dollars to to get, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that narrative can get out there when in reality it may have been a situation where, like you said, her ticket was donated, or even if she did purchase her ticket, she knew that the funds was going to yeah. something that AOC she ain't broke though. AOC she got bread too, though. Yeah, uh, I don't she know. made like somebody put she made around two hundred, two hundred thousand. Yeah, which is not. She that lived much in New for, York though. Oh, yes, right. When she was run, that when she was running for, uh, I don't know what she was. Two hundred senators, shit, senator, something like that. They had a, a documentary, um, and they posted the whole thing. She had like a very grassroots thing, like you know, out communicating with people and popping up at certain events and really talking to people. And she and they showed her apartment. It was just a, it looked maybe like our office, like our office, yeah. yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, smaller, bigger, whatever the case may be, but. Um, she, she, you know, by no means was she, she balling. But I, th- I think that's part of the reason why she wore that dress is because she know has to align with not that. But um, my take is that she knows that she doesn't have the funds to get out there and be as present as some people to have more money than her. Mm. So she has to have this, um, has to have more bang for her buck. So she knows the Met Gala is just going to, it's going to be a huge conversation every year, no matter if you're Zoe Kravis or uh, um, uh, AOC or uh, whatever, uh, Frank Ocean or uh, uh, Lil Nas X, whatever, all these people, they're going to talk about them, Rihanna, ASAP Rocky. We, we all know that there are going to be conversations surrounded what, right. uh, around what people are wearing. Right. So. She's like, okay, I'm going to wear something that is kind of just regular, but I'm going to have like a huge statement on the back. And it's like, people are already going to talk about me being there. People are already going to talk about what I'm wearing, but they're also going to talk about this tax thing. So it's like, I don't have the funds to get out and, you know, run ads and all this, but I can wear a dress and it's going to make a huge you know, I, statement. I think that's true. I think the statement thing is true. But I also, like I said, I, I also think it's true that she can't just show up to like, what if she just really wanted to go to the Met Gala? Like, what if that's only the only thing she wanted to do was show up to the Met Gala, right? 
But she knows she can't just show up there because the people who support her are going to be like, why the fuck is she at the Met Gala and she says she's serving underserved communities? Right? Yeah, she can't just show she up. She can't there. just show up with a regular dress on. They're going to be like, she paid all this money, this and that. So she had to make that political statement. To me, it just seems like, yo, you can't go have a good time. And that's that's the sad part about being a politician. Yeah. Is that you can't you can't really even like George Bush now, he all buddy buddy with Barack Obama and you'd be seeing him in different ads and stuff together. Yeah. And I'm sure excuse me, I'm sure it's a bunch of people mad, like you walk around with this coon. <laughs> I voted for you. Hey, take that comment back. <laughs> <laughs> you you walking around with that Barack coon? <laughs> You take that back right now. Yeah, that's true. They all buddy buddy and stuff now. But if they were like in the heat of political battle, they would be polar opposites. That's that's the thing. Like I, I always tell people, like if we if we were more aware of certain things, I think um, we would have less hate and conflict with right. one another. Right. So if we really knew that. We are so passionate about being a Republican or a Democrat, mm-hmm. and we re- if we really understood that behind the scenes, Barack Obama and um, and Donald Trump can go can go at it, or you know uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump can go at it, and um, as soon as that as soon as they call cut, or as soon as the debate is over, or whatever the case may be, they walk away and they be like, "Hey, how's your son doing?" If we knew if we knew that that was going on behind the scenes, I think people would be like, "Dang, it's actually not that serious." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just what it is. Is is the the these these? It's weird that CNN, Fox News, all these different news outlets don't provide information; they provide affirmation. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching this news, you're not watching it. With any real objective stance. Yeah. If it's CNN, CNN used to not be like mm-hmm. liberal, mm-hmm. but now that's liberal, that's a liberal hub. Mm-hmm. You know, Fox wasn't like that. Well, no, the Fox been like that. They've been like that for a minute, but not like this. Yeah. Fox, like if you're conservative, you know where to go. If you're conservative, you know to go to Fox. I think it got like that, like that, um, maybe around Barack Obama. Yeah. Because they had this uh, this series that came out, and I don't think I ever finished watching it, but mm-hmm. it was kind of the guy that turned Fox to what it was. Like mm. it was, a, it wasn't a failing news network, but it was yeah. a news network that was just doing okay. And then around when they start putting out the basically the the Republican agenda as as news, and you know, yeah. the whole um, uh, birth certificate situation yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. That's when they started. Uh, Turning into this really you ain't really, even from here. Yeah, conservative network, and yeah, it, then it took off because that's what people wanted to. Why is the racist voice always like a southern <clears throat> a southern accent? Because that's 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 where they're from. Yeah, get out of here, boy. <laughs> we don't want you around here. <laughs> you dark colored fellas always starting trouble. <laughs> All y'all are good for is tossing around that pig skin. Yeah, get out of here. Stay away from my family. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your dick away from my daughter. Like, <laughs> I, I never would. I don't never. I would never like imagine them saying that. Oh my god! Get your mouth. Get your Malcolm X penis away from my daughter. <laughs> oh man! Oh, uh, it's funny. more. More into the Met Gala was. Um, 
uh, Lil Nas X dressed up as like fucking C3PO. You seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had that gold thing on. I thought it was cool that him and Frank Ocean took a picture. Oh, they did? Just oh. from like a kind of music fan perspective, I thought that was just cool. Like, oh, yeah. They linked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably linked up more after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, somebody was swimming in somebody's ocean. <laughs> no, nah, but um, Lil Nas X. Like, here's the thing: what a lot of men need to realize is some of their critique about you know people like Lil Nas X is, is just actually it's homophobia. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's homophobia describe it's it's homophobia disguised as critique. Yeah. So you seen like Lil Nas X had something on where it was like a tight like. Like looked like a suit, but it was like tight, and it was like, look at him wearing this. This is ridiculous. Why is he wearing that? And then he had something else on, like a dress, and it was like, oh, he wearing a dress. What about the kids? Like, bro, don't nobody care about the kids. <laughs> they always gonna throw their kids in there. Yeah, I don't no, want my kids seeing. This. I don't want my kids seeing this. Like your kids see you every day. Your kids seeing you and your wife having sex. Yeah, what's you, worse than that? Yeah, not even that. Like you they see you not respect their mom or they see yeah. they see all kind of other shit. What it is is it's just homophobia disguised as critique. What the fuck do you ex- not little Nas is openly gay. What you expecting to wear? Dickies and Chuck Taylors? Yeah. Like come on. Like mm-hmm. we're not I'm not the fashion police. My, by the way, I have no investment on what a gay man is doing with his life. Mm-hmm. He is gay. That's fine. He could go and do whatever he wants to do. Like this, I think that a lot of men got masculinity fucked up. They think that masculinity is like, oh, hell no, not no gays. We don't want no gays around here. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about the kids? Like, that's not masculinity. Masculinity is also seeing someone who is different than you and saying, hey, they rock like that. That's fine. And that's the end of it. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Masculinity is also seeing someone who lives an alternate lifestyle, or excuse me, a different lifestyle than you, and not chastising them for it, and just saying, okay, hey, do you, bro? I, the, I think the thing that's annoying for me the most is the the lack of self-awareness. Right, right, right. So there are a lot of people that are out here saying, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not gay, but... I don't like what Lil Nas X is doing. I don't like that my you gotta kids preface it with that. Go, yeah, I don't like that my kids growing up in this world where people are dressing like this or he's getting naked on this and, and stuff like that. It's just like, I just hate that they're not, they don't have the awareness to know that they are actually being homophobic. Oh, it's and very, that they are creating these narratives because right. they just don't like gay people. Right. It's, it's subliminal mm-hmm. homophobia, but it's loud. Mm-hmm. It's very loud homophobia, but it's subliminal. Mm-hmm. So it's socially acceptable to say, but like, motherfucker, we know you homophobic. Yeah. Just, like, just like the people that say shit like, look, like, I'm not racist or anything, but like African-Americans do seem to be a lot louder than everyone else. And they're, <laughs> they're always getting arrested and they're always getting, they're always having problems with the police. And, yeah. and it's like, motherfucker, just come out and say you racist. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's. Life would be much easier. It, life would be much easier if, easier if you just stopped being a fucking piece of shit and a liar. Mm-hmm. Right. And with this whole thing, man, what we like to do as a society is we pick and choose from the Bible what's a sin and what's not. And like gay is like the top of the list for sins. That's like the only sin that exists. Like it's in the Bible, man. You can't be gay. It says it. And that's a fact. It does mention homophobia, mm-hmm. but it also mentions children at a wedlock. It also mentions 
mentions gluttony. It also mentions stealing. It mm-hmm. also meant like we Being are drunk. Yeah, <clears throat> we are a world full of sinners, and we and we are judging someone because they sin differently than us. Yeah, that shit is wild to me, bro. I think we have sins um, in terms of like what the Bible says, and then we have like our own American sins. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, having sex is okay. You know, just use a condom. Um, all this is okay, but mm. being gay is just like the. It's just that's that's where we draw the line, I guess. Yeah, it's a line that says gay, and no, it's a it's a. Imagine like the word gay, and it's a line right underneath it. Mm-hmm. Once you cross that line, you can't come back here. It be niggas with whole bodies on them, like nigga. You know what I'm saying? I kill anybody, but as long as you gay, it's just it's not happening. <laughs> But he's like, you a murderer, bro. Uh, he I died knew. for our sins, cuz, but he didn't die for gay niggas, cuz. <laughs> like, what kind of logic is this, man? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's wild. But I just see it. I see it, and it's like, why can't he just dress like a normal person and this and that? And it's just like, bro, and it's grown men is doing this. I don't get why so many men worry about other men's sexuality. You know what I did when I seen Lil Nas X's pregnant picture? Yeah. Keep scrolling. That's I what the don't fuck care. I, did. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Look, and what it is, too, is Lil Nas X is leaning into this shit because he knows motherfuckers are reacting to it. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm saying one more time. We have to be more aware of the upsell. Yeah. Like, Lil Nas X knows, and, you know, Part of it may be uh, uh, a rebelliousness that he has because, you know, he's been probably closeted for so long. Um, but also he knows that people are going to talk about these things. Yeah. He, you know, he knows that his album cover is a little bit out there. He knows that the pregnancy mm-hmm. pictures are going to get get people talking. He, know, <laughs> he knows that every time he posts something, uh, Lil Boosie is just somewhere punching walls. Um, so he's just going to keep doing it because yeah. y'all, y'all are falling for the trick and the same, I, I was telling Eddie this, um, or I think I mentioned it on the podcast too, as far as like being at Walmart or something and when you have to check out, um, and they got, you know, Snickers over here and gum over here and maybe some Gatorades right there when you're getting ready to walk out mm-hmm. and they're, they're putting those there because they like, Oh, excuse me, you've done all your shopping. Mm-hmm. You may not even have been thinking about a cookie or a Snickers or whatever, but Excuse me, but since they put it in front of you, um, it's like it's just a quick grab. So they go nickel and dime you to death. You know, spending you spending seventy five cent here, a dollar here, and the next person comes and does the same thing. It's just it's just an upsell. Same same thing like when you're in a fast food uh, restaurant or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, would you like to um, uh, me- medium or large?" And be like, uh, "Let me get a medium." It was like, "Oh, would you like to try our um, cheesecake today?" And they're like, "Ah." Uh, Actually, right. I would. And then that's just an extra 4 or $5 that they added on to yeah. every order. So that's what's happening with Lil Nas X because we're not aware of the fact that they're trying to sell us. They're tr- he's selling us something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know he's mm-hmm. gay and, and now it's coming with something extra because if you're already homophobic, he's going to hit you with something else to make you react again. Mm-hmm. But was bringing with, more awareness to it. Yeah, he's doing. With, with dudes like me and Keith, we see him and be like, "Oh, this kid's crazy." And we just keep scrolling. <laughs> like, well, and by the way, like the thing that's keeping him relevant though is not the fact that he's gay. He actually makes decent music. Yeah. Like I listen to some of his album, and like I mean, obviously the kid's gay. He's gonna say some gay shit. Who yeah. cares? I'm listening for the music content. Yeah. And he's got. I sent Keith a song the other day, and it was. It's, he got some couple cuts on that album. Mm-hmm. You What's know that song called? 
Uh, it's called Dead Right Now. Mm-hmm. That that song is dope on uh, Lil Nas' album. So shout out to him, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people, you gotta chill with the homophobic shit, man. We it's, just gotta. I, we do gotta chill with it, but we we gotta recognize it. Yeah. If you if you out here thinking like, oh, I'm not homophobic or I don't I don't you know I don't got no disrespect towards gay people, like all those butt statements. Um, we just gotta check those. <laughs> <laughs> all the <those> butt statements. <laughs> Stay away from the butt statements, man. Oh (laughs) man, Keith was in the middle of saying something important. (laughs) Nah, but yeah, I I just think that we we have to we have to recognize it and 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 really understand the definition of you know being homophobic. You know what I mean, and understand that it's it comes from a fear and a disdain. You know what I mean, and a lot of these people be a lot of these people don't even want to be in the same bathroom as a gay dude, but they be like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not homophobic. I just, hey, uh, don't you know, touch just, me. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't want to catch gay man. Don't touch me. Or the di- or the dis the disdain or di- the dislike towards that community, and if you don't like something that they're doing, um, which they you know deem as like homosexual, then that probably means you're homophobic. Let's be very clear: you do not have to subscribe to somebody that, that is has a gay lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You do not have to subscribe to it. That's that's what people need to understand. You don't have to subscribe, meaning like you don't got to be out marching and and protesting for gay people. What you can do is. Especially if you, uh, you you have a belief, like you have a, a Christian belief, you do not have to subscribe to, to somebody being gay. But I mean, from a human decency, like a human decency aspect, don't like be like, look, I just want to let you know that God loves you. And even though you're gay, like I'm going to pray for you. Like, don't do shit like that. Yeah. Stop doing shit like that, bro. Especially when you're shacking up with your girl or something like that. Like, bro, you yeah, like you you trying to preach to somebody that's homosexual about stuff, but yet you've been fucking your girl for a minute, premarital sex is against the Bible. Like none of us is living this parallel with the Bible. So we we need to stop, dog. Yeah, I I also think like, you know, whatever your religious beliefs, you can, that's totally okay. I I am, you know, I'm Christian myself and I know there are people that are Muslim and and practice different faiths and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to abide by the the Bible in that sense, that's perfectly okay too. I, I just don't agree with like the you know the the hate that comes that comes out of it yeah. like you just gotta at a certain point you gotta let the alcoholic live his life you gotta let let the 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 person addicted to sex or porn or whatever the case you gotta you gotta treat these same uh these people um with the same sort of respect and love that we do you know as people that choose or not necessarily choose sorry i don't even want to bring that into the conversation but the people mm-hmm. that are um, homosexual Okay, so well, uh, shout out to the Met Gala. Oh, we'll close after this one um, with this topic. Um, Kiki Palmer mentioned in regards to the Met Gala um, the food and how bad the food was. She posted a picture and it just looked like some straight bullshit. So it's like $35,000 for that ticket. You would think that you would get something comparable to the price of the ticket. But it says Kiki Palmer still isn't into Met Gala food. Sorry, she said. It says sorry to this man. You ever seen that meme where she'd be like, "Sorry to this man." Mm -mm. But Kiki Palmer doubling down on her negative review of this year's Met Gala menu when her fan when a fan retweeted page six article about uh, Chef Marcus Samuelson sticking up for the food. Um, Star replied, "I just have a different taste buzz. I love this chef. Uh, Sorry to this man." 
Palmer's first called out the Met Gala's catering on her social media Monday night, captioning a sad-looking photo of a few pieces of veggies. The menu, uh, the she said, the menu chili. <laughs> no, it said the menu child. She said the act, the actress who was the first time attendee at a prestigious <clears throat> event also joked on her Instagram stories. This is why they don't show y'all the food. I'm just playing. <laughs> Yo. We got to understand, like, rich people don't move like normal, like normal people. Like, at these fashion shows, they probably got, and oh, they showed the, um, the uh, what do you call the before you eat, the appetizers. Mm-hmm. And it looked, like the, it looked like little pieces of art. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a boiled egg with like three little dots on it of hot sauce and like, uh, 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 like a, uh, two french fries that's like tied in a bow. You're like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, my gosh. What is this? This shit looks like a headache. I don't want to eat this crap. What, is she? Uh, is she a vegetarian? Or I don't vegan? know what. I don't know what she is, but I guess it was a it was a vegan uh, menu. Oh, so that there was no meat. On the yeah, menu but at all? even even though it wasn't no meat, like it was looked like a soggy piece of broccolini and a little salad with corn and shit. I'm like, dude, that plate, the shit that was on that plate, that didn't cost no more than about seventy five cents. The amount of food that was on, that plate. <laughs> yeah. and, and they and they they dressed it up to make it look nice, but it just it's so cheap. I, I think there there as far as the whole vegan options, I think that. Like I guess the truest iteration of being a vegan to mm-hmm. me is where you're, you know, primarily eating like vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, and cooking up vegetables and you know pastas and stuff like that. Um, but you can't. There's not too many options when it comes to like vegan food. Nah. From my, you know, from my experience, unless you're, you know, they have the, the. Um, they got a place out impossible here. Impossible burgers and all yeah. that. That 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 is. Fine, but what I'm saying is like when you're like the the OG version of being a vegetarian yeah. before all the impossibles and the not chicken chicken and all this kind of stuff, that's kind of what like a vegan meal would look like. I guess. Um, but out here in Bakersfield, I guess they got a spot called Vita Vegan. I heard that shit was fire. It's not fire. Really? No, it's not. It's good, but it's not. It's not. I wouldn't even... I'm... You know me, you know, and we okay. have a similar taste when it comes to food. Right, yeah, right. You would go there and be like... I'm never eating vegan food ever again. Really? Just because yeah. of how I am? It's just not. It's not. It's not for. It's this not is, for us. <clears throat> the thing about it, right? So, if you if you do eat meat, or if you if you don't consider yourself a person that has the desire to be a a, a vegan or a vegetarian, mm-hmm. um, when you choose to eat something that doesn't have the the milk or you know the meat or whatever it has to be like equally as good or better for got you it. to got like, you. for act, to actually appreciate it got right? you got when you. you're a when you're vegan you can kind of bypass a lot of things mm. because that's really your only option got you so when it comes to like you know eating uh like waffles or you know certain things that may take take eggs or milk or whatever the case may be uh, you may put up with the strange kind of taste in there because you don't have many options. Mm. You know what I mean? So as far as like <clears throat> vegan food goes, they don't have many options. So they don't have much to like, like really compare. We'll be to. tripping me out about some vegan food. It's like, yo, if, if vegan food so good, why y'all copying our food? <laughs> that's that's the problem. I like, yo, why is it? Why do you name it not chicken? Why is you, it an impossible burger? If you give me a, uh, a, a cauliflower chicken wing, I'll punch you in the mouth. Yeah, just eat chicken. 
Just, yeah, this yeah, this don't don't give me cauliflower disguised as buffalo wings. Yeah, <laughs> the the thing that annoys me too is like they don't even. People have different people are vegan for different reasons. There are mm-hmm. some people like, oh, I'm just I have more energy and um, it just grosses me out. To how eat. do they, how do they sound? I have more I have more energy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the that's the standard vegan voice. That's the vegan voice. They always sound congested. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like the energy or uh, uh, animal products gross them out. Are they seen? Um, that that documentary where they was cutting up the chickens and stuff and that yeah. grossed them out so they decided not to do it or they don't want to uh they don't want to the whole uh greenhouse gas all this kind of stuff you know yeah. for, for for many different reasons i'll add on to that but go ahead but um for for the people that are have this assumption that vegan food is just healthier by nature it's that's just not true yeah like what what kills me about vegans though is like Usually, like if you're vegan and that's what you do, I that's cool, man. But a lot of times you'll be about to eat a burger or your whatever, and they'll be like, I don't even see how you could eat that. Like they critique your shit. Yeah. Like, did you know that the carbon footprint? I'm like, you know what? Fuck you in the carbon footprint. <laughs> I'm gonna stick my carbon footprint up your ass if you keep yeah. judging my I'm burger. about to eat this carbon footprint cheeseburger, <laughs> right? And these goddamn carbon tacos, leave me alone. <laughs> carbon tacos. Like, no, but what you don't understand, look, just make it stop. <laughs> make it stop, goddamn it. I'm trying to eat. Fuck. Yeah, the, 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 and I, the thing that I don't like, and my, my girlfriend is vegetarian, so this is why, primarily why I'm going in so hard. <laughs> but what happens is they get in these, like, and you know me, I'm not, I, I don't mind not eating meat. Like, I'm not just out here. Mm-hmm. Um, just like oh, I need meat in every meal. Um, but what happens is when these people get around each other, when it's like four or five vegans together, oh, they start it's to like, get this energy. It's like Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> With your powers combined, cucumbers, <laughs> celery, watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> With your powers combined, I am Captain Vegan. Captain Vegan, he's our hero. Uh, Captain Vegan, that's the name of the file. Yo, that's wild. Captain Yo, that bl- remember the Captain Planet? The, the black kid had the wackest power. Yeah. It was like, wind, water. This nigga was like, heart. What the fuck is that? The black dude always got the weakest power, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> back, hey, back in the day, the black guy or the black person in the movie was always the first to die. Oh man, that's so trash. Oh, I was so pissed yeah, off. And it could so be trash. And and in real life, black people when we fear when we sense danger, we take off running. Yeah. But in the movies, we always get eaten by the fucking shark. We got way better natural instincts than most other races. What was that movie with uh uh was uh, Michael Myers? was it Michael Myers? <clears throat> With the ski mask, that's Michael Myers, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, it was I forgot which one it was, but um Michael Myers was fighting this dude. He's fight yeah, he was fighting Michael Myers. He was hitting him in the head. <laughs> you seen that movie? Where he was like boxing him. They was on top of a roof and he just started fucking Michael Myers up. Just pop, 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 pop. And then he just stopped and just socked his head off. You didn't see that? <laughs> Nah, I don't know if I've ever watched one of those The movies. people that have seen, and I get it mixed up. I, I get Jason and I get fucking Michael Myers mixed up. Uh-huh. But I think Michael Myers is, I'm trying to remember which one, where he walk around, he'd be like, choo, choo, choo. Oh. That's, uh, 
That's definitely uh, Michael That's Myers. That's Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So he's walking around. And what's weird about Michael Myers... Uh-huh. My bad to cut you. Because... Uh-huh. Uh, wait. Wait, what, what is... J- Halloween. What is, it's the Halloween. That's... Uh, the 13th. Jason? I think it might be. Because remember Jason. the Freddy versus Jason movie, right? It's Jason Voorhees. So it's Jason Voorhees. It's Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it's Michael Myers. Which one is Michael Myers, though? What the fuck is he? So it's a- three different... Nigga, we got computers and phones. Yeah. I, get, I know some people are probably mad because they're huge Halloween fans. I be doing this all the time. If I'm listening to a podcast and I know the answer and the... And the podcast hosts are just fumbling through a topic. I just be like, "Come on, dog!" Like, yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. Me, of course, I know there's some people that are like, "How do you not know that, Eddie? You're like 36. What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. You know, cool, cool it off. All right, cool it off. Yeah, but um, I think I think uh, Jason. I think so. It, Jason has a ski mask. Yeah, okay. Michael Myers has he has like a mask, but it's yeah. not it's not the ski mask. So this is Jason on the. Uh, okay, on the I right. think yeah, Jason, yeah. Look up Jason. Uh, let me see. Jason gets punched by a black guy. I think it was. J- it was. It had to be Jason. It was Jason, man. Watch. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, my, Michael Myers has that mat. It's like a that, that weird face little mat, face. Like, yeah, yeah, it's that pale face. Jason punched by nigga, black guy, and it's gonna pop shit up. Watch this. It's gonna pop it up. Here it is. It popped. The first thing popped. Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan. 1989. Knockout scene. And this black dude is like a real boxer, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like hitting him with hooks just and shit. Punch you real, oh, he punch, was fucking yeah. him up. And he was just like punching him with combos. And then the black dude just stopped. And then Jason socked his head off. That's crazy. I was like, that's that would never fucked happen. up, man. That would never happen to Mike Tyson. Yeah. That's, yeah. But um, what I was trying, what I was saying was that. When when all the vegans get together and it's like just me in the room, yeah, it, it's it's you could tell the energy shifts yeah. to where it's like, oh, I can't remember the last time I ate chicken. Oh my, oh, oh my gosh, chicken, uh, beef. It's just like they start to get this like really like um, uh, snobby like yeah. vegan conversations yeah. going on. Yeah. And it's just because they're all supported by one another. And, and and if they were in a room full of people that just ate regular food, then that that conversation wouldn't even You know, even you know what I do? <clears throat> if I was in that situation, I would just keep my mouth shut, let them feel like they're better than everybody, whatever, and then I will wait till one of them go outside to smoke a cigarette, be like, Hey, is that a vegan cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> is that is it, vegan cancer yeah, in that, that yeah, cigarette? That, yeah. Is that vegan carcinogens in that <laughs> motherfucker? Is that vegan rat poison in that goddamn cigarette you about to smoke? Yeah. <laughs> they gonna, you know, be funny. They talking all this vegan shit, and then you see them like three years later, like, yes, I'm vegan. <laughs> they got that little hole, that little machine on their neck. You, you're a fool, because I, I was, I was like, man, I just don't understand how you can be vegan and fat. And you was like, man, is they deep frying lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> deep frying the lettuce, man. <laughs> they go to McDonald's like, I have a special request. Can you put a little mac sauce and just deep fry the whole salad? That'll be fine. Oh, man. Like, ma'am, I, ma'am, you know the, the fast food worker voice? Ma'am, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> I think we can do that here, ma'am. <laughs> That's crazy. What was that vegan voice again? I forgot it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, yeah, I lost it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Mm. Yeah, Shout that's out to the bad. vegans, man. Shout out to the vegans. Yeah, I don't even know where we went with that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't even remember what the goddamn. Oh, we're talking about uh, what's the name? Oh, the, the, the Kiki, Kiki Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I think my my thing is, you know, I I when it comes to, I th- I think because you know, and there they were probably in L.A. or something like that. And I think. L- L.A. has if if you, I think that is not like OG vegan. I think there's like an OG vegan. That's what I was saying as far as like people that's really chopping up vegetables and, right. and stuff like that, and you know, non dairy and all these kind of things. Uh, that's like OG vegan. This new 2021 version of being a vegan is it's it's a little bit easier because yeah. you know first of all you got <clears throat> the impossible burgers you can mess with. You got yeah. the the not chicken chicken. Like I had some uh, I had some orange chicken. Like some it's a vegan uh, Chinese restaurant. I had some orange chicken and rice oh, wow. and stuff like that. It was like it was fire. Really? You know what I mean? It, I, and I you know there, I had no, nothing bad to say about it. The wow. texture was good. The whole nine. Ooh, but wow. it's easy to be a vegan like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so as far as like LA goes, like they have a lot of good, a lot of most, good uh, options out most, there. Most, but you think of veganism, most vegans got to be liberal. Oh, for sure, they yeah. definitely because conservatives be like, "Give me a big steak," you know? Yeah, steak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But but like, especially LA is extremely liberal. Yeah, even the homeless is liberal. <laughs> They'd be like, "We got to get Trump out of there." Be like, "Nigga, you sleep on the sidewalk." <laughs> Where they gonna mail your ballot to? <laughs> they don't even mail the ballot. They just throw it out the window. Somebody will pick it up. They just drive down Skid Row, throwing out fucking ballots. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh man, it's jokes, folks. It's jokes. I wonder how many people come across this podcast and really be like mad because you shouldn't make fun of the homeless. Yeah. <clears throat> That's that, just like that experience in LA was wild. Yeah. That I don't know if you guys caught that episode. Some people might have missed it. But when we went to see Andrew Schultz at the Orpheum Theater out in LA, we went to go pick some stuff up uh prior to that and uh just some stuff from my business. And we had to go down Skid Row, like the heart of Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And somebody literally took a shit on the street and they had a piece of white. <laughs> it was a piece of white bread covering the turd. Ah. Right Wait, in why front did, of the police department. Why do we never clip that that one up? With all that? Yeah. I don't know, Just man. It because it, it probably was so like shocking that mm-hmm. I forgot that it even happened. Yeah. But that would have been it. People, people will like think you're it. making a story mm-hmm. like that up, but it's mm-hmm. like, nah, dude. There was literally two pieces of Wonder Bed with doo-doo in it yeah. and flies all over it. And then there was a dude that low-key was trying to assault the police officer to arrest him. Yeah. I was just like, this is I never seen wild. somebody that was trying to get arrested. Wow. Then we walked by some other dude that was sleeping in a box with his pants down. Yeah. His naked ass was out. His butt was all out. I was yeah. like, yo, this is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something you think you would see in a third world country. Yeah. But like most of LA has turned into it was funny about LA though, is like especially due to the um what do you call that? When you take over a bad neighborhood and start making it good again. Uh I know. Yeah, you I yeah, I, I lost it. Yeah. It's late, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um a lot of these areas are getting like uh what do you call refurbisher 
fixed fixed up, right? <laughs> we struggling. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to call it refurbished, but they're fixing up a lot of these bad areas, and it's starting to separate them weird. It's like homeless, homeless, homeless. All of a sudden, you see a couple trees, mm-hmm. and then you go about two, three miles down the other way, mm-hmm. boom, now you're in fucking Beverly Hills or something. Yeah. It's wild, man. Mm-hmm. I have to find that word, or it's just going to bother me. Yeah, I know. It's the, it's that show on Netflix from the that that guy from Bakersfield. What are you talking about? Isn't that the name of the show? What? Gentrified. Gentrified. So the, the gentrification. Saying, <clears throat> there's a show. I don't know if you ever seen. It's called like Gentr. It's called Gentified. No, nah, I haven't seen that. Um, the guy is the director is from Bakersfield. Oh wow. Um, so that's how I made that connection. But mm-hmm. yeah, the gent- <clears throat> the gentrification. Yeah. That I think the 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 there there are like two scenes that come to mind in movies that um like are like cinematic genius when it comes to like mm-hmm. explaining gentrification or I wouldn't even call that gentrification, but just explaining class without yeah. even saying anything. Classism. Yeah. One, one is definitely in, in the, in the movie time with Justin Timberlake. Oh my God. Where he, yeah, where he got all one. the money and he's just driving through and yes. he's like, how much to get here? And then he just keeps going and going and it's yeah. just more expensive and just way beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one, but <clears throat> also, um, the movie Widows, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, Viola Davis in there and uh, Liam Neeson, I believe. Um, I think I think that's the movie. I'm pretty sure. But uh, basically, in the movie, the guy he's just this politician, and he's kind of like out here, and he's talking to like these people in the ghetto of Chicago or whatever, and he's explaining all these different things. And then, uh, excuse me, the way the camera is positioned, it's positioned to where you can see. Um, the guy sitting in the back seat of the car, but you can also see like the street. Like the so ambiance. he's like, yeah. So you can see the 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 whole thing. So he leaves the, the slums of Chicago, right? Hops in this fancy car, and he's getting driven. By the way, he hops in his fancy car, and you could just gradually sh- see uh, changing. Yeah, it goes from the ghetto projects, all this kind of stuff, and then it just goes to this luxurious neighborhood mm-hmm. with trees and people walking their dogs and stuff like that. Literally, in a matter of like four. I would say like a like a three minute drive, and oh, it's yeah. a, just a continuous shot. And then by the time he parks, he hops out and goes into his his little million dollar home or whatever the case. And it was just like, damn, this is so crazy. I, th- I think <clears> the <throat> best the best the best representation of that in Bakersfield, probably out of any place, is hop on Highway Fifty Eight and head. Uh, I say head uh, head head east for a while, and then exit. Um, exit Oswell, maybe? Nah, go further down. Further than Oswell? Yeah, just because Brundage, East Brundage runs pretty far. Mm-hmm. So I would take, um, get off on, probably like off, off a weed pass, like Highway 184, and then take Brundage, because Brundage turns into Stockdale. Mm-hmm. So drive as far as you can down East Brundage, and just look at the surroundings, and look at how ran down a lot of stuff looks, mm-hmm. and just keep driving down East Brundage, keep driving, 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 until you... So it turns into Stockdale and keep driving and driving and driving till you get out to Cal State and keep driving and driving and look around and look at how fat cribs. Look at how new everything Mm -hmm. is. Look at how nice the roads are. That is the perfect representation of not only classism, but it's showing that like there are areas that receive more aid and road work and all these things and funding and the schools are better and the textbooks are better. Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy, but that's 
that's that's how that's how it is, man. Even in this city alone, a lot of yeah. people don't realize it because they just live where they live, and they're like, if they if you got a lot of money and you're looking at the poor kids, you're like, they need to do better and work harder. And then yeah. the poor and the poor kids are like, we don't got nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I I want to like I I that statement is just ignorant. Yeah, and I want to like. When my home buying process is done, I really want to come on here and talk about the whole experience because yeah. it's it's one of those things where you learn that it it, it has nothing to do with it, it has some things to do with like you know uh, work ethic and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But there's so there's so many hurdles that you have to go through in order to just like try attempt to attain wealth. So like right. whenever it's all done, like it's just so many things that I that I've learned through the process and, and one of the things that I've learned and I'm not gonna get too much into it, but one of the things that I've learned is that um all these people on the internet, they're not lying, but they're speaking in a way where it's just the perfect scenario. That's right, why right, it's right. it's a lot of nonsense that you see online. So <clears throat> There's a lot of real estate people that are like, all you got to do is you get an FHA loan, you live in a house for a year, then move out and do the same person, uh, repeat the same process, and you can rent out the house. And or if you want to live in a multifamily home, you just rent out one of this, uh, you know, live in one of the spaces and rent out the other units and all this kind of stuff. It's just a bunch of stuff that people say online that is just not real, and it and it's it's real for them because they've done it, obviously, but not everyone's. Um, experience is going to be the same so true yeah that's, that's a fact <clears throat> all right well we went on a tangent let's go ahead and move on all right switching gears respecting your kids um a lot of people a lot of parents this is for the parents that may be listening to this podcast and think about when you were a kid right and a lot of times your parents could be wrong about something or they might have been incorrect about a statement they made and oftentimes they never apologize. They just tend to just think it's okay to just be like, "Oh, I was wrong, whatever," you know. And they're they're so used to just being dictators of things instead of actually, you know, being respectful to you and 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 apologizing. And what happens is, as time goes on, it you start to realize that this is just a horrible way to parent. And I wrote some notes down for I lose a you lose my blank. <clears throat> Draw a blank, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to apologize to your kids, man, because a lot of times when you're wrong, a lot of like, there's times where your parents would be flat out fucking wrong and be dismissive, but then when you do something wrong, they expect you to apologize. Mm-hmm. They expect you to be like, "Sorry, mom, it won't happen again. Sorry, dad, it won't happen again." But the whole time. They're just fucking up without receiving any type of, like, not even punishment, but any type of accountability to their situation. Yeah. And what happens is, is one day they're going to get old and they're going to need to rely on you to take care of them. But you don't even respect them. Mm -hmm. I, I just want people to understand that, like, make sure you respect your kids. Then the motherfucking sirens are going off today. God damn. Who got shot? Um. Yeah, man. Don't forget to respect your kids, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to keep reiterating it over and over. But mm-hmm. as your kids get older, they will resent you. Yeah, you're gonna be relying on them, and you know they're gonna be helping you out. And then at that moment, you're gonna realize how fucked up you were to them. I think. I think um, our generation a little bit, but definitely like our parents. Yeah, you know, our, I would 
I guess our grandma to parent relationship. I think there was a lot of toxic stuff going on in there. Yeah. Um. So uh, some of that stuff, like you know, whenever they would say stuff like "stay in a kid's place" or yeah, that's ridiculous. My grandma would say things like you know, don't don't correct an adult or the, these kind of things. Um. I do understand there there's a, a a child shouldn't be getting in grown folks' business as far as like you know if a, if a two adults are talking, a kid shouldn't be jumping in there and trying to like just like you know there there is a, a place that a child has as, mm-hmm. as far as like a conversation goes but some some of the things that like they were taught as far as like hey y'all go play in there and you know leave us alone leave grown folks alone in here and stuff like that these are sort sort of like they they created this divide between like the communication the the hierarchy um you know just kind of like shut up and be a kid kind of thing yeah and <clears throat> i think a, a little bit of that is dangerous and and yeah. not only because it breeds this relationship where you know when when you grow up you you start to resent your parents and and all this kind of stuff but also like there's this um there's this idea that um and it talked about it in the um the the book the outliers where um you know they're the way we communicate with our kids set them up for success 100% so for a, for a um for a you know a parent to son a parent to daughter relationship where it's like hey don't ever you know if i'm wrong i'm wrong like don't mention it and that that kind That's of ridiculous. that kind of conversation it creates this um this this idea where the the child is is going to grow up and they're afraid to uh go against the grain in a sense or you know right, if, if, so, right. so like for instance um <clears throat> like there's been like situations that's happened with me at the bank where it's just like some complete nonsense right um so basically uh one of the things that happened was i tried to cash a cashier's check um one of the people told me that um it was and it was a a pretty I'm trying to purchase a house right so it's a pretty hefty amount right so I go in there and the lady doesn't know any she doesn't know how much I have on the check right she's just like hey what can I help you with today and I'm like hey I just have this check I'm trying to cash it me I'm trying to cash it in person because I know it's you know it's for the house or whatever right so she was like oh you know um you could put your check in the ATM and you know it will be available by tonight so for me I, I'm kind of leaning on like what what she's saying so I ended up doing it and I went to the ATM and basically they put a hold on my check for like 10 days. Right. Yeah. Which is annoying, but it's not the end of the world. I no. wasn't I wasn't really tripping about it. But I made sure I did my due diligence. I made sure I called. I made sure I, uh, I, I called multiple people and had multiple conversations until right. finally I got some sort of resolution that that made sense to me. But in that situation, that person that grew up in a space where their parents was like, shut up, don't, you know, don't talk back to me or shut up, don't stay yeah. in a kid's place. Or, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You ain't got to, you don't even worry about that or whatever the case may be. That type of thing that breeds people that grow up and then they would yeah. just accept that. So yeah. if they went into the bank, they would just be like, oh, it's fine. You know, I don't have to worry about it. My money will be available when it's going to be available yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So. And the thing too is as a parent, you're an authoritative figure. So if you come across other authoritative figures in your life, you could just fold under pressure. Yeah. Like if whether it's a coach or whatever, like if a coach is trying to tell you to do some shit and he's like, get it done now. And you instead of saying like, like, look, I'm well researched on this play. I've thought about this play. I know this play doesn't work. Each time he's told me to run it, it doesn't work. I could just say, hey, coach, the last 
X amount of times I ran that against that scheme, it didn't work. I just want to let you know that, you know, if you go back to the tape, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And if he goes back on me and says, hey, well, you need to do it anyways, I'll be like, all right, coach, I just want to let you know that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Then he might be mad, but he don't look at what you got to say because you had enough balls and integrity to tell him mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a person that goes with the flow, that's not good. Not at all. Because you can't, you can't go with the flow. With, even when you're talking to women, women are not going to respect the man that just listens to everything they say. You got to tell women, no, stop. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. They and and don't go back on it either. Like when you sell, when you tell them no, don't be like don't let them be like, "Oh babe, but what about this?" When you a person that folds and you're like, "All right, okay, we'll do it." They have a little they have a little less respect for you because you went back on what you already said. Yeah. So you have to be very firm and direct with the shit you tell people. Mm-hmm. But parents, a lot of times they're setting you up for that. Not to mention as a parent, you need to be and you need to have integrity because if you get in a situation where you're wrong and you say, hey, I'm sorry, I apologize, I fucked up, son, my bad, you've just set a precedent. Like you set the you set the standard and the example of how your kids should react. So when your kids fuck up, they'll be like, Dad, I'm sorry, that's my fault. I'll do better next time. Mm-hmm. That's the type of culture you could create within your own home. Mm-hmm. Like looking at your kid, your kid could be, I don't care if your kid is nine years old. Like, hey, son, I'm sorry. I messed up. We could have had that if I didn't fuck it up, son. My bad. I'll make sure I get it right. And they'd be like, it's okay, dad. I think, um, and, and I don't know if this is a direct example, mm-hmm. but um, my my niece, my little brother's daughter, mm-hmm. um, we have visited Desmond, my older brother, and uh, I don't know if he came down to visit or so- something happened. And she was, she was probably, at the time, she might have been like three, three years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I think she just walked up and hit him in the face. And he was like, hey, she didn't get she. I mean, my brother probably scolded her or something like that. But she, because she's an only child, um, she has a lot of freedom to express herself. Mm. So she she's not a child that is like like she's not a standing. She's a standing kids place child because, you know, as an only child, you start to you know, ingratiate yourself with all kind of conversations and stuff. It's kind of like, yo, chill out. You still a kid kind of yeah, thing. But yeah. for the most part, she has a freedom to express herself and stuff like that. So what happened was um, maybe, I don't know how many months later, we went down there to visit as a family and stuff like that. And she walked up to Desmond and she was like, hey, I apologize for hitting you in the face last time. Just like mm. off the whim, nobody actually told her what to do. What? Yeah, nobody, nobody told her wow. to do that. Wow, that's and nuts. Yeah, so you know, I, I don't, and I don't know, but maybe it is that that freedom that she has to, you wow. know, express her feelings, and no one is in there. Like if she's saying like, "Oh, I'm sad," no one's in there in, in there saying like, "No, you're not sad. You're a little kid. Little kids can't be sad." Like st- like she has the freedom to, yeah. you know, do that. So maybe that sparked that idea to where like she can. Like you said, like you know, she, she sees that playing out in real time, and she could replicate that. That so I've seen situations go on where <clears throat> it'll be like a, a a woman with her like son walking out the store, and I'll be kind of behind them a ways, and I'm walking out as well, and and the mom's about to walk off, and the kid stops and holds the door open for me, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, yeah, you. I said you you doing a good job with that kid, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And the mom didn't even realize that the kid is holding the door open for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, little shit like that is important. Yeah. Because a lot of parents are fucking up their kids. They're fucking up their kids' um, self-esteem. 
Yeah. They're fucking up their self-esteem and they're fucking up their confidence is the word I want to use. They're fucking up their confidence because when you just all you do is dictate, you never own up to being wrong about shit. You never apologize. None of that. Like, what is your kid learning to not have accountability just like their fucking parents? Yeah. You, You know how many people grow up and never admit when they do shit wrong? They can literally... They could literally be drunk driving, run into an innocent person and says, you know what? Like, yeah, I was drunk, but that person wasn't driving good either. And it's like, you drunk, you fucking idiot. What are you talking about? And somebody has to marry that man or whomever, you know. And we were talking before the podcast about, you know, certain people that aren't necessarily handling their business and relationships. Right. And that probably comes from some parent that yeah. didn't do enough work on their child. You know what I mean? A lot of people. And here's the fucked up <clears> thing. A lot of people don't um, inherit big houses and cars and property. A lot of most people inherit trauma. Like it's more guaranteed that you will inherit trauma from your parents. And that trauma came from their parents. And that trauma came from their parents. And the only fucking thing they pass down is a lack of accountability, a lack of self-awareness and a lack of actually being accountable. You're telling me you're going to bring me in this world in poverty and <laughs> in, tr- in trauma? That's all you, that's all you pass? And fried chicken? Fuck. Your only, fried chicken recipe? Only thing I got is a, is a good fried chicken <laughs> recipe. I got a killer recipe. It's better than Popeye's. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah we got to pass down more, man. I yeah. think that, like, I don't know. I think the, the be- what people need to realize... And I and I see this playing out in real time. It's a lot of people out here that's having children, and they haven't even worked on themselves, bro. Oh my god, it's, and, that's and, most people. Yeah, and, and it's like, and I'm seeing it, and you know, I'm working on myself, so I'm I'm not in the the. I know that just from just, and it, it's just kind of like you know when you have a good podcast, right? You know when right. you have you have it a little bit more put together than other people. A hundred percent. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> so fuck. <laughs> I I know even if I did have a, a a kid or whatever, like they won't be as in a position like some of these other people, no. or I'm not in a position like some of these other people. But it's so many people out here that are, like we said, they're they're passing down these traumas, and they like they don't they don't even know what they don't know. So they think mm-hmm. that the way that they they're they think through life is just normal. Mm-hmm. And all they know is that they want a family, they want kids and all this kind of it's stuff. Selfish. And they don't even know the power, um, how powerful some of that, uh, those traumatic experiences are and how they're passing it down. And, you know, I'll say this for the sake of the, you know, transparency on the podcast. Um, I had an uncle that was, had a lot of issues with his own mom and how he was raised. Right. So, <clears throat> What happens is you want to you want to correct these things. You want to um, you want to ensure that you know I am not raising my child like um, like I was raised. So so and and that overcorrection it may be like I want to hold them close. I, I may be um, don't go out of my sight when you're playing in the backyard. Make sure you stand by the window. Whatever the case may be. I'm going to make sure I tell them I love them. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to tell them that they can do anything they can do. Just positive affirmations. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You, the, all these kind of things. Um, but what happened in my uncle eventually passed away is that 
he was fully aware of the shortcomings of his his relationship, but he wasn't aware of the shortcomings within himself. Mm. So, and even due to him passing away, now his children are growing up without a dad. Man. You know what I mean? So it's it's like what that's the that's what's at stake yeah. when we don't fix like the issues that we have. Um, that that we um, the the I guess the flaws that we have or the the traumatic experiences on us all this different stuff. If we don't fix that stuff, it's the the stakes are so they're yeah. so vast that you know you know it's when we don't fix ourselves, it doesn't linger. It gets worse. Yeah. So the thing about it is it's not it, it's not just <clears throat> present. It's it's getting worse because now it's almost like we've infected our children with the same fucked up shit that we had. Also, that that idea of time heals all is a lie. That's a, that's a lie. Yeah. Because if you lie. have those type of real deep, dark issues, they don't go away. No. Time plus work mm-hmm. will heal the wounds. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the work on yourself, they will. Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is, if I was to have a son or a daughter or whatever, I, I can... I'm Especially being in your 30s and you don't have kids and you had a lot of time to really you know, poke holes in yourself. Meaning, like... Oh, you got a voodoo doll? No, Keith, um, it's an analogy. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> like, when I'm driving, I'm at work or whatever, I just think about me as a person, what I'm doing with my life, what's my current status, yeah. how am I living my life, what am I doing as a man? And when I could poke holes in myself and say, I'm not working hard enough, I need to be better, I need to be more reliable, I need to be more uh, intelligent with this subject matter, I need to yeah. do this... When you can poke holes in yourself and you can gradually become a better person, then that's perfect for a child to where you could see them not doing great and say, hey, son, the reason why you failed is because you're not even trying to get better. You're not even trying. And you could say it from a place of knowing like, Mm -hmm. hey, I know you are better than that. But son, you're not applying yourself. I seen you at practice. I seen you going through the motions. You're not working hard enough. Yeah. You're wasting your fucking time. What else do you love? Is there something that you really because you're not invested in that? Yeah. You know, when you Or can, like sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off, but mm-hmm. that that experience that you're speaking about probably was your experience as an athlete. There you go. Yeah. But you 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 were self aware enough right. to know like, hey, back in Back in junior high when I was playing on yeah. roustabouts or whatever, I wasn't working hard. 100%. Mm-hmm. And you could tell them, like, hey, I know how it feels to be a quitter. It's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I know how it feels to not work hard at things. Mm-hmm. I know how it feels to fail, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I want, like, you don't really want to try to protect your kid from failing because failures are important. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to be like, hey, you know, if you fail, make sure you fail from going 100%. Mm-hmm. Don't fail from just giving up or not trying. Yeah, going through the motions. Right? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem, though. Here's another problem that's sad. Is your kids... This is to all the people that got kids. Your kid is going to watch you lay on your back and fail every day, or they're going to watch you fight as hard as you can. And they're watching every fucking thing you do, everything you say. There's nothing you can do to hide from your child. Because once your child's cognitive abilities start to grow enough where they could really, things start to really sustain in their mind, they know my mom's a fucking quitter. Mm-hmm. They know my mm-hmm. mom's a hard worker. They know mom's not bringing these sorry ass men in the household. Yeah. You know, my mother went and found a decent man to help raise me, even if my biological father stepped out. You know, they look at these things and they know it. 
yeah. they know these things sooner than parents think they do. That that's part like part of the reason I finished college is like some of those self talks, right? Um, that I got from just watching my mom. There was right. times where she, you know, she her job requires her to wake up at maybe like six a.m. sometimes five a.m. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she was also working at the uh, what at the time was a Robo Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, she was working there, like the Condors games after work, just trying to you know trying to make ends meet. And sometimes I would be at school, and I'd be like, "Man, I'm tired. I don't want to go." But now I'd be like, "Like nigga, you better get up. Your mom was working two jobs, just right. trying to like you know when you was in high school or junior high, whatever the case may be, trying to pay right. the rent. So I don't got I got zero excuse. And it, it I mean, it, and it it shapes me to be the person I am now to where yeah. like you know I I I sleep when I'm just tired, like mm-hmm. dog tired. I I don't I don't have a regimen to where I could be like, oh, I'm gonna get in bed at nine thirty mm-hmm. and make sure I wake up. It's like no, when I am tired and I'm and I'm exhausted, that's when I will sleep. And that's yeah. like the type of you know coming from seeing my mom and she still works you know that diligent to this day. But it's just like I know I have a little bit more tools. In a, and she she almost gave me like um she put me in a position almost just by her have keeping a roof over our head so it's like that's almost like my purpose to ensure that you know she didn't do all that in vain because if, if she if she worked two de- two jobs and she working waking up at five a.m. Monday through Friday and working on a weekend sometimes and some it's been times where she may have had like one day off in the in the course of like 3 weeks or something like that. If she did all of that only for me to just be a regular nigga out here. Yeah, it's not it's just like she might as well have not worked that hard. You it's know what enough. I mean? So yeah. but so for me I, I it it's and it's to a fault almost like it can ruin relationships and can make your girlfriend mad or whatever the case may be. But um that's like that's in me, and it's like it's just something that you have to deal with as far as like you know. yeah, and you know the thing about it too is like not only do you want to be accountable just not just for you or your family, but like it's a deeper level to this shit mm-hmm. like when if you're married and you got kids, like my wife's gonna know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm gonna go hard for my family mm-hmm. period, and the thing about it, society does not respect men. That don't go hard for their family. No, not like I, if I, I got I got two daughters. You know, let's say I got two daughters, and you know I got a son or whatever. Like my daughters need to know from a first-handed example of what a man is supposed to do uh-huh. and how he's supposed to treat a woman. That's why I said the best way to empower a woman is to be a good father. You know, you ain't. Oh cha- yeah, yeah. You, they you, be acting like it's rocket science. It's so. that, bro. Look, all you got to do is don't chase pussy. Don't put your hands on your wife. Make sure you take care of your family. Make sure you handle your business. Mm-hmm. If I feel the need to get mad, like you, everybody going to get mad at their significant other, but I'm not going to be calling my wife bitches and <laughs> shut up. You know, I'm talking and none of that. <laughs> get in the kitchen, woman. Yeah, you get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. always a go-to. <laughs> yeah, it's always, yeah, it's always a go-to. Get in there and make a sandwich. No pickles this time. <laughs> then you open the sound. Didn't I tell you about these goddamn pickles? <laughs> hey yo, I'm not a big pickle fan, but the only pickles I low key like are the, those Velastic pickles. What's that, bro? It's the pickles, the, that, the longer ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they they not the real long ones, but they like crispy. Mm-hmm. Them motherfuckers is good on a sandwich. Yeah, 
Bruh, they, they got the little, it's like a, like a, like some type of bird is on the side of it. I know what you're talking about. They used to have commercials back in the day. Vlasic pickles. <laughs> it was the only, and it's like they sandwich pickles, bro. Yeah. The fire, the fi- I, I think we're talking about the same ones. Yeah. Obviously they have like the circular ones. They have like the crinkle ones. They have different, different I ain't talking shapes. about, I ain't talking about them big ass ones that be floating in that water. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't, I haven't had a pickle in a while, Those but are I don't nasty. hate them. I don't. I don't sure. like them. Not them, especially the ones that you go to, like uh, like the little corner stores, and they uh-huh. got that big old thing. Just jar. Floating. Yeah. I used yeah. To, I ain't gonna front. I used to smack some of those. Really, they yeah. look like it's in a big floating in a big pickle toilet. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. It looked like it was an experiment or something. Yo, no. This is the thing that's funny. <clears throat> Nobody would eat the like. Black kids and Mexican kids, especially growing up, be eating the most wild shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember I was this little black kid. I think his name was Tyrone, I think. Mm-hmm. But he used to get them big pickles, and he would dip them in Kool-Aid and eat them. That, that's crazy. That's then, like a... And that, the, <laughs> the Mexican kids would get the the, the, the pickles, and they, they break up hot Cheetos and stick it in the Cheetos and eat them. Them niggas is crazy. That's not like a fear factor experiment. Yeah. Are y'all tired? All right, guys. You have two minutes to crutch this pickle up. <laughs> <laughs> like, are y'all tired of eating chemicals? Are y'all tired of eating chemicals? Come on. Come on, black and yeah. brown people. We got to stop eating so much bullshit. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that pick- shit was hilarious. Pickles, uh, they got to be, like, placed right. But I, I know there's yeah. some... So they have, like, the... the the more sour ones, the tart uh-huh. ones. Yeah. And then obviously have the the other end it's like super sweet, but there's one like right in the middle that's perfect for like oh a uh, like God. a sub sandwich. Yes. Like you'll get the the it's sub. It's in vinegar, <clears throat> I think. It's in vinegar, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, but man. it's like a it's a it's a more harsher salty one that you mm-hmm. could get, mm-hmm. but it's one that's like right in the middle yes. and it's like a longer one that fits perfectly in the sub and sandwich. When you bite it, it's got the crispiness to it. Yeah, it's fire. like Straight I don't know fire. how y'all did this. Sometimes it has a seeds in there. You mess with the seeds. Nah, in the in the longer ones they be having the seeds in the in the middle. Oh, ones. the little ones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you can't really like taste them like that. No, they super soft, but it's like yeah. a slight like a slight crunchiness to it. But yeah, you, you know what? You know who put me onto those? My grandpa, man. Really? Rest in peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sidney Tolliver, man. My, mm-hmm. my grandpa back in the day, he had like a little jar sitting on there and. It was like you know how like older people got like old school shit they be eating, mm-hmm. and he had like a little 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 jar of those Velastic pickles. Yeah, and I was eating the sandwich, and I I guess he slammed some up in there, and I ate it, and I was like, whoa, this is fire. Yeah, like yeah. it's certain things that I don't eat out on my own, but I ate them with my family. Like yeah, um, black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. I love black eyed peas. Plus, like, cook them right. Oh my god, they taste so good. But, I, I don't. Black eyed peas is like low key underrated. Super underrated. Yeah, black eyed peas and then white beans. I used to smack, uh, smack the white beans. I never white beans. What's that? You never mess with the white beans? What do you mean? Like it's it's they just white beans. It's like you know you got pinto beans and they're not uh, called white beans though. Uh huh. Really? Uh huh. Oh wow! I don't know if that's a scientific name for it, but what they are they are they they, they literally white though. White beans. Mm-hmm. They they more like black people would cook them as like part of like the soul food experience or whatever. Oh, but what, wow. like some cornbread or like you might throw some not lima beans. I don't think they lima beans. Not I think lima. that's different. That's but different. Um, they lima beans is a little bigger, right? I think so. The white beans are the white beans are almost like pinto beans, but just the same size and everything. But they white. It's all kind of. I didn't had all kinds. And then there's some beans that's not really beans. They like flat, like lentils. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, you like lentils? No, nah, I don't. Lentils but in, I guess in, in Spanish, it's uh, lentejas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I had them before. My girl be cooking lentils. Really? Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of them. It's, I mean, it's a bean, 
pretty much like if you cook it and doctor it up enough it's you know it's gonna taste okay but just they small it's just it's not a good experience yeah but white beans is fire like with some cornbread or like you what? you might dip some like ham hocks or whatever hot water cornbread or regular cornbread awesome like it's funny my cornbread experience was i had like two sides of the spectrum because my wow. my dad's side of the family like my great grandma she was from texas oh so she has a whole different like way of cooking food. And mm-hmm. then my grandma, um, my mom's mom, she from LA and primarily grew up in like Tulare and Visalia. So mm-hmm. um, the way she would cook, it was like two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma would make, she would make just the regular cornbread and pr- primarily like the Jiffy box. Mm-hmm. Like she'll throw that together. Mm-hmm. But my other, my dad's uh, grandma, my dad, uh, yeah, my dad's grandma, my great grandma, she would make the hot water cornbread. Woo! But I would like you get the best of both worlds because I obviously it's a little bit sweeter the jiffy stuff, but the other stuff is still fire. Bro, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. My my aunt made this a few times. Shout out to my aunt uh, Annette. My aunt made hot water cornbread with spaghetti though, right? But the way she made her spaghetti was you put a little bit of like it's like a little bit of uh, spicy uh, tomato sauce on it. Mm Um, with obviously had beef and it had peppers and stuff cut up in it. It's like black people spaghetti. Yeah. But she made it with that hot butter cornbread on the side. Mm-hmm. Bruh, cornbread and spaghetti together, bro, undefeated. Really? I, that's like the blackest shit ever. But it is bomb. It don't bro. even it don't sound like it would go together, but it, it might oh, smack. It, oh, it does. Mm-hmm. You get a you get a, a fork full of that hot water uh, hot water cornbread with spaghetti. And you eating oh. it simultaneously? Or are you what you dipping it in there or what? I'm just eating it together, man. I, it together. Oh my god! You know it's funny now. Now it's gonna be like non-black people. They're gonna be asking uh, uh, black folks like, "Hey, have you ever heard of hot water cornbread?" Yeah, you gotta stop doing that. Don't yeah. ask me about no food. <laughs> Don't ask me about no pickles crushed gonna, up in hot Cheetos. The, the, some of the listeners they're gonna find that one black friend they know. And be like, hey, hey, what's up, uh, uh, Deshante? Um, have you ever heard of hot water cornbread? Deshante will be like, yeah, yeah, I heard of that. <laughs> so, like, do you eat it every day or? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a whole cake? I believe so. It's a little round. Um, uh, what is it? What is the whole cake? It's, uh, the best way I could describe it is like like a, a thick biscuit almost wow so it's it's pretty easy to make uh you just need the i think like some crisco a doctor some self-rising flour <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> at the end of it you're gonna need doctor a doctor oh. um and maybe a gym membership at the, <laughs> but no, it's, it's like the crisco um i forget which it's not the oily version it's like the the mm. kind of paste um, that you need um, some self rising flour, mm-hmm. and then you need um, some whole milk, and wow. then basically all you do is mix all of that together, and you put it in a cast iron uh, skillet. Wow! And um, you just ba- you could you could bake it sometimes. Um, you know, my grandma would have like these things that she probably got thirty years ago. Pans. But it was it was like a but it was like a it was like a pan, but you could plug it into the wall. So I don't even know. I know what it is. Yeah. yeah like a yeah. hot plate almost. Yeah, yeah, basically. So she could cook it in that. Or she just um you could throw it in the oven with the uh in the with the skillet or whatever. And then it just bubble up and it's wow. like it, it you don't need no flavor, you don't need a salt or whatever. Wow. Whatever the Crisco, the Crisco is just all the flavors and obviously the milk adds some flavor to it. Uh-huh. But you could eat it however, you could throw some um 
throw some butter on it. It's one of those things where you could eat it with um, any sort of meal or any sort of flavor. So wow. if you, so if you have, um, say, you got like some some uh, some breakfast food as far as like sausage gravy mm-hmm. and all that, you throw it in there with that. It's solid. If you got like some more um, fruity stuff going on, like some maybe some jam or something like that, you yeah. could throw it on there. So it's it's definitely fire. Yeah, that's <clears> dope. You know, it's funny. I don't know if everybody's grandparents are like this, but um, at least in black culture, black older people have old pans and and pots and um plug-in things into the wall that have been discontinued for like 60 years yeah. <laughs> as cast iron skillet is still like you you can't replicate how well it cooks certain things right, right. with anything else like you can yeah. get all the fancy you know diamond coated skillets and all that but yeah. that cast iron skillet is undefeated yeah and it's been passed down for like seven generations yeah i'm still trying to inherit my mom's yeah so. <laughs> cast iron skillet man mm-hmm. i bet you if you like read the markings on it and find out how old it is you'd be mm-hmm. like whoa yeah it'd be like 1952 my grandma got these they call them school pans but i don't know how she inherited these things but they're these big and she would cook like big old macaroni and cheese like for like thanksgiving and Hold stuff on. Was they like, they had like this big lid that go on top. Mm-hmm. And the lids about- is gone. We don't got those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> lids is long gone. Rest in peace. <laughs> but literally the school, like they would call them school pans and yeah. I never even connected the dots. Okay. I thought it was just a name for them, like school pans. Yeah. But they are literally pans. They call school pans because she got them from whatever elementary school or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So the stuff like, you know, at lunchtime where the- Oh, whatever. the big metal ones. Yeah. Those. And she's baking in those and cooking all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You can't buy them at the store. You can't buy those at the store. Yeah. yeah. You got to go to like an industrial uh, like wow. website or something. To I get thought those. you were talking about them other Tupperware or the other things that black folks got. Like it's a big like oval pan mm-hmm. with a lid to go on top and you could put a bunch of other pans inside of it. No, not that. Oh. This mug is literally when we all been to school. So whatever. Yeah, I, know, I already the know. The pans I was sitting in the school lunch yep. line or whatever, she got those at her house. They, they used to cover them like in foil. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. Actually, those pans had a lid. They had lids on them, yeah. They had a little, like mm-hmm. a little sliver, like a metal lid mm-hmm. that went on top. Because they would, they would put almost any and everything. And even if they was cooking like a bunch of burritos, they'd stick the lid on top of those and just yeah. throw them out, roll them out. So, yeah. Man, them school lunches, man. Don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> that was a classic. Did we, yeah, that was a classic conversation. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, there's a couple things we used to get made there. They used to make... Bur- we had... Uh, we could make burritos too. We could make them fat back then. Really? Oh yeah, we had BHS. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. back in you know two thousand one, two thousand two. But they had um the nacho line. Um, that was also it was a nacho line. I think they also had those burgers and chicken sandwiches mm-hmm. that came in that little. They got wrapped in that little aluminum foil looking mm-hmm. wrapper. The chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, and then you had no. The nacho line was on the far right. <clears throat> And then they had the chicken sandwiches and the burgers with fries. But for some reason, the fries was never crispy. Uh-huh. They was always kind soft, of huh? limp. Yeah. yeah. They, they'd be, all the fries would be in the fucking bag like this. Have you ever almost choked on fries? What do you mean? Like, when I would eat those, those limp fries, <laughs> if I didn't chew it well enough, it would be like five seconds that I thought I was going to die. 
Wow. Like when you just swallow the, swallow the fries down, it takes so long to go down your esophagus that it's a moment in there where you can't breathe at all. Yeah, on the on the fries and the big bag that they pour them out on, it just say poor fries <laughs> for poor kids. If you don't have, for me, if I didn't have no milk or something, I would have to pray for like three seconds just to be like, Lord, please let this food digest. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, now that I walked in the shadow, <laughs> valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil. <laughs> if I die before I wake, <laughs> yeah, that's a trip, man. We drank milk every fucking day, man. Yeah, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Can't do that now. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to do a podcast if I drank milk every day. I'd be yeah. somewhere on somebody's toilet. That's what <laughs> I'm doing. I'm still not lactose, thank God. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I pretty much am. Mm-hmm. Like I can eat cheese, but milk like milk fucks yeah, me up. up. Yeah, I have. Um, it's certain things like I, I I mess with the. Um, I don't drink or consume milk that much in general. Um, mm-hmm. Like I do the almond milk um, primarily. Oh yeah. But um, it's certain things that just don't like. I just gotta have it with the whole milk. Like if I'm eating some sort of like breakfast type of pastry or, or something like that or. Um, like a brownie or something like that, I have to have the OG. I have to have the OG milk. Hmm. I mean, I, I got some almond milk that I tried for the first time, and mm. I think it might be the best almond milk I've ever had. Is it, what brand called, is that? Simply. Simply. You know, Simply makes those juice. They make the oh, juice. the orange juice. Yeah. Well, they make yeah, they make orange and juice. cranberry juice and, and all shit that like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they make almond milk now. Are they getting into the race? Oh man, that almond milk. I got unsweetened. Yeah. But it has just a. A small hint of a, a natural, like a natural mm-hmm. sweetness, with it's no sugar in it, and it just it just tastes and the smell of it is like oh my god, Dang. it's like an intoxicating smell. What do you norm? Do you normally get the uh, silk? I, no, mm-hmm. I get I get almond breeze, almond breeze, almond yeah, breeze, and and I've mixed almond breeze. The taste is really good. Yeah, almond breeze is really good, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like this fucking simply one, and with the uh, almond breeze, they sell in gallons now. They don't only. They don't only. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. It's the the white. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. My mom. My mom be having that. Oh, your mom's on that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that whole milk. The whole milk is basically like eating ice cream. That's why you got to stay away from it. Mm -hmm. It's just too much fat. That's a yeah. Too much sugar and shit. That's why I do it sparingly. Like if it if if it if the meal for me requires that nostalgia and just that taste that I really really want, I I just bust it down with the yeah. With me, I mean, the only thing I'm gonna get a nostalgic value from is me on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, man. Yeah. But uh, switching gears, we'll close it out here soon. What uh, where are we at, man? One thirty-eight. One thirty-eight. All right, this will do here. All right, switching gears. Biden's proposed tax plan. Um, I'm not sure how many people are aware of what Joe Biden is uh, trying to get people to do, but here it is. Um. Report Biden's IRS plan would allow surveillance of small bank accounts, Venmo, PayPal, and crypto. Uh, the average the, the average U.S. citizen wants to know why President Joe Biden plans to allow the IRS to snoop into bank accounts, Venmo, PayPal, and crypto transactions, among other things. The Biden administration says the type of surveillance is needed to prevent tax evasion. A key pillar of this Biden's... Is, oh hey, God. get the fuck out of here. 
right? <laughs> a key pillar of Biden's proposed plan to pay for the Democrats three point five trillion budget plan is to monitor money going in and out of individuals bank accounts i just think you want people's money bro that's all it is yeah of course he's one mm-hmm. bank accounts daily mail reported under biden's proposal banks will be required to report to the irs every deposit and withdrawal from an account in order to target audits the plan would most mainly affect the self-employed who self-report their income deductions the the wealthy could also be targeted no, the wealthy won't really be targeted in that way because they're already targeted for one. And two, they know the tax codes and loopholes to how to protect themselves. But the to per- go at that, uh-huh. not to cut you off, $600 has nothing to do with wealthy people. At all. They cash in $300,000 yeah, checks and true. stuff. Like $600, $600 is affecting the regular person. It's affecting us. Yeah. Like me and Keith make, we, we pay for things that cost more than $600. Yeah, for so sure. It's, so it's like, the thing, this is all I'm going to do. If they really try to push this through and it works, I'm going to be sending a lot of deposits for $200 a piece. <laughs> yeah. You got facts. me fucked up, dude. If it's, I feel like as an American, you shouldn't be in my fucking pockets like that. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, shout out to the people that do some business under the table. I don't feel like you should have to port every Everything. fucking thing that you do. That's so trash. That is, the government should not be allowed to dip and dive into everything. This is, like, I ain't that liberal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 I lean left, but not this goddamn left. Mm-hmm. This shit is ridiculous. You got me fucked up. <laughs> I'm, cu- no. I'm curious to see what the liberal the super liberal people have to say about this because because the, the problem that you're always going to run into when you're this extremist version of whatever party you're going to run into these kind of things these yeah. kind of situations where it's not really political right no. but because you're you consider yourself a democrat or super liberal and it's you know big government and all this kind of stuff the, the, the government you know being in, in in tune with everything we got going mm-hmm. on what do you have to say about that especially for these people you know, and there's certain uh, businesses that are uh, that are more aligned with being a liberal. Yeah, you may sell like cupcakes, uh, vegan soaps, or something like yeah, that. Soaps. Yeah, yeah. Or and you y- could be making a great living. You can yeah. say ve- vegan prep meals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Vegan meals. I'm sure you you would probably deem yourself as a Democrat, right? But what happens when Joe Biden is like, hey? You know, that sale you did where it was actually cash, but you didn't necessarily report it. When you deposit that, we need to know exactly where where all that is going. Oh, you just bought a new, you know, cash register for your for your business. We need to know exactly what's going on with that. Like what what does the liberal person have to say about that when they always have the tax the rich thing going on and all this kind of stuff? Yeah. I'll tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen is a lot of the extremely liberal people who are also entrepreneurs, they're going to start adopting a lot of the right wing tactics to protecting their business. They may move to the other side. Like, well, I just decided to move to Texas because it was just a little bit fresher and you motherfucking liar. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They was killing your ass in California. Mm -hmm. You got up out of here. Because I know some people that, well, many people that I know that have left and went to Texas are more like right-leaning people who live in California. If you are a conservative in California, you might as well leave. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> ugly out here, bro. You I'm might as well get up out of here, I'm about man. to move next to Joe Rogan myself. <laughs> yeah, you might as well get up out of here, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the thing about it, though, man, is I just, I don't agree with this at all. And I feel like, especially as a, as a podcast where... 
you know, we, we will have options of, you know, selling certain items, whether it's merch or, you know, donations from people or whatever. And we could have some extremely generous people that are donating, um, you know, some dude donates a thousand dollars. And I'm like, man, I appreciate it. But oh, I have to re- I have to uh, report this you have to the report, man. So man y'all, y'all just y'all just got to get me. Under, uh, yeah, that, but, that's crazy. But even like under a certain threshold, you don't even have to report it. Mm. Yeah, and it may be like ten or twenty thousand dollars or something like that. Mm. So, you know, if you're making twenty thousand dollars under the table, or you know, and don't quote me on this, it's somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But if you're making that under that that threshold, you good game. You ain't got to report. You ain't got to pay taxes on it. Nothing. But if you go over that, then that's when it turns into like more of a legit business. But basically, what he's saying is like if you make a thousand dollars off, you know, off the cuff of doing whatever. Um, and you may say, say you, you know, we, I got equipment in here. Say like we upgrade this laptop or something and I yeah. sell it. Cause it's like maybe like $1,200 or something what I bought it for. It may sell for like 900. You're telling me I sell my laptop that I has nothing to do with nothing. It. Yeah. And you going you going to monitor that. You didn't do anything to help me acquire this shit. The government ain't done. The government did a little bit for me. <laughs> Food stamps. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like motherfucker, no. But we, I mean, if you want to get into who did what for who, you know, we can have that conversation. Yeah, too. the thing about it too is, is the same motherfuckers that want more money from you are just committing so many white collar crimes. Of course, these yeah. motherfuckers are going on trips embezzling money. Motherfuckers are lobbyists and shit. Yeah, and you want to get in the pockets of a motherfucker like me? You got me fucked up. Stay out of my pocket. These po- and these politicians, they they don't understand like a lot of these politicians will never be broke or in poverty. No, they're career Be- politicians. They're, yeah, they're politicians. So as much as, you know, I was telling you AOC lived in this kind of New York apartment and, you know, it was kind of small and whatnot. Uh, in no way, shape, or form is she ever going homeless. Fuck a lot no. a lot of us be like one paycheck away from living a lot of us be one paycheck away from walking by a Trucker's Mind podcast and yelling the most heinous stuff while we doing a podcast. You know what I mean? So basically, mm. I'm saying like a lot of us is on the fringe of being homeless and having mental health issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you really clarified that last statement. <laughs> you mean like the people that yell during the podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. we're like one paycheck away from having mental illness and screaming while someone's recording. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just for the people that did not, yeah, just for clarity, just yeah, didn't get it. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's not okay. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you, you, it's not okay to be nickel and diamond us. Mm-hmm. And and I don't and this whole one to tax people extra, motherfucker. We already don't know where the money's going, and now you want us to t- take more of our money? Fuck you! No, 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 no. You can't. You can't. What they what they don't realize is, like I said, and you know, I was joking partially, but it's it's real. Like yeah, the more. We barely making it out here. You know what I mean? It's people just scraping together a little little bit of money. I was saying earlier, my mom was working like two jobs. So imagine like all the transactions that was going into her mm-hmm. account or being like micromanaged or whatever the case may right. be. And she got to pay more taxes on top of the money that she was getting from certain certain places. But it's just like, dog, like we 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 not making it while cheating the system, according to y'all. So what's going right. to happen when y'all 
monitoring every transaction that is going into our bank account. Bro, it's just weird that we don't know. There's no paper trail. We don't know what we're paying for when you're taxing us already. Yeah. We don't. At least if you're going to fuck us, at least give us the option of where we could just send our money to. At least use some lube. Yeah, right. Something. But like, it's crazy how you want more and we don't even have enough transparency. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is it going, dude? Because yeah. what's crazy is if you paying more money as a business owner or whatever, I'm going to start getting real particular. Like, oh, hey, it's this street by my house. They still ain't fixed that pothole. Yeah. You that, know? That's the thing. Like, they are, they are asking transparency from us, but not on the other end. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, <laughs> we, we want to know where the shit's going. I want you to have a direct. You need to send me monthly motherfucking statements of what kid I fed in the other country or whatever the fuck the money's going. I need mm. to know where it's at. <laughs> if not, then hey, if you motherfuckers do not have more transparency or where that money's going, I guarantee you there will be more people doing not legit stuff to protect them to save their money. And I'm on the side of the people, not the government. Mm. Because the government is just trying to do some shady legal shit because they create the law. Even though the law could be something that's imposing on the people, they don't give a fuck. It, the thing about it, the, what I'm thinking about, so there's extremely rich people. Right. There's some people that are just stingy, right? Yeah. You know, they're just like, man, this is my money. I'm going to keep everything. Um, and then, so there's extremely rich people and then there's like, you know, really, really broke people. Yeah. I, I feel like in terms of like... The, the 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 really broke people i think they need some a little bit of leeway like yeah. you know obviously they they they're paying taxes relative to like how much money they're making and stuff like that but it might be more beneficial for them to pocket a little bit more of that money you know what i mean but as far as like the extremely rich people i think that's a an entirely different conversation as far as like what we should do with those people and not necessarily like not the tax the rich ideology because yeah. we just had a conversation about it but it's just like when it comes to like who should we tax, they have more to offer, you know what I mean, versus like some of the poor people. So I say that now, but when I get extremely rich, I want the things to reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm in the top 1%, I'm trying to enjoy my money. Yeah. I'm going to find every tax loophole, every tax code to make sure I ensure that I have more money. And you could call me a. Uh, uh, selfish prick, but I grew up poor, homie. Yeah. So like, you you can't guilt trip me, motherfucker. I I grew up eating government cheese. You son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I won't feel bad about having five, ten million dollars. Can't, cause yeah. you, and uh, like I said before, you know how you know how many things had to go right. How right. many hours we put into podcasting and, and preparation and all this type of stuff. How much money we also invested in. You know, to to this. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing the work, if uh, as an I feel like as an American, if I'm doing the work to acquire a lifestyle and a position for me and my family, and and you already have your hands in my pocket, and you feel like you want to do it more, I'm gonna have to tell you to back off mm-hmm. because you, it's 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 already not okay. Mm-hmm. And like, the, here's the thing: this is why Biden won't get reelected too. Not only because he's old. <laughs> but because some of the shit that he is doing is not going to get him reelected. Even like left leaning people like me and Keith is like, come on, dog. Like the best we could do is Biden. When you're you know, making <laughs> everybody mad, I, I w- would be curious to see what AOC has to say about this. But yeah. she's probably going to say the politically correct thing like, oh, I'm, I'm with the full transparency. The you party. can look at my bank accounts and, and all this kind of stuff. You can yeah. see how much I spent on this dress. 
Um, don't nobody want to get taxed more, bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. That sounds crazy. Nobody. Nobody. That's, that's the American way, though. Like, not getting, not, finding loopholes. That's America. That's yeah. how, you know, that conversation I had earlier, earlier about real estate. That's a loophole that people have found. Like, getting an FHA loan, living in it for one year, then renting it out and moving to another space. That's a loophole that people have, mm-hmm. have found, and they just popularized it with the, you know, the different, the Grant Cardones and all these different people. Um, but that's the American way, just finding loopholes. So, it's just like they, they're trying to close all the loopholes. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The American way is getting over. Yeah. Like literally the, the whole <laughs> idea of owning land is so wild. Mm-hmm. Imagine the very first person ever that was like, hey, I own this land. You have to pay me to get it. And mm-hmm. it's like, you didn't do nothing to get this land, motherfucker. What the fuck? Yeah. But you own it. Mm-hmm. So everyone is basically trying to get over and do something. Not even get over, but they're just trying to. They're trying to optimize their earning potential. Yeah. I don't see a problem. Is, as long as you're not doing something to inconvenience other people, I don't have a problem with you making as much money as you want. Like, if you're not, if you're not bringing harm to people's lives, I'm not tripping. Because, you, like, for example, even like Apple, you think, like, we just talked about the phones. Apple doing a lot of harm to people. Mm-hmm. You got literal child slaves making those goddamn phones. Mm-hmm. Fucking Nike. You got kids in sweatshops making them soccer balls. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. You need to be after them motherfuckers. Not after not after people like me and Keith. Yeah. Go talk, yeah. go, go talk to the fucking Nike. But oh, you won't talk to Nike because those type of companies, a lot of those companies don't even be paying to like these mega churches don't pay taxes. Yeah. Well, that's their um, nonprofits. Nonprofit, my ass. Mm-hmm. Have you seen what motherfucking what kind of church? Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the, the the white guy with the weird eyes. Uh, what's the, what's the pastor's name? The white guy with weird eyes. Yeah, the white guy that he's really like he's he's almost like Joel Osteen. Yeah, he's like almost like Ned Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. That mega church he had, and then when. Um, uh, Louisiana the had the flood. He mm-hmm. was like hesitant. He's like, I don't want to let you niggas in my church. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think like, I think instead of trying to, cause, cause what happens a lot is we, we try to conform to what the, the, the government wants. Right. As far as like liberals, you know, we're kind of like everything that these, uh, liberal officials say is Bible. So Joe Biden wants to monitor people's bank accounts and let's do it i think that they should actually start thinking for themselves and realize that there's nothing wrong with what these rich people are doing with their taxes like they're not paying taxes because they found some sort of loopholes and they're keeping more of their money and you as a um as a democrat you know wherever you are in in california whatever the case may be um if you're not paying taxes as well or you're fa- finding some sort of loopholes you can keep more of that money right and you that can, you worked for yeah yeah you work for you can spend it on whatever you want to you could provide more for your family um whatever the case may be and, instead and, of chastising those people right not to mention like i voted for barack in both of his elections <clears throat> but what's funny is is when trump paid like seven hundred dollars or something he did that under the obama administration under those tax those codes tax breaks yeah yeah so it's like Yo, like everybody trying to get money out here. You know, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Obama doing well for himself. He ran yeah. he ran the bag up when he when he 
When he got out of office, he ran the bag up. And he not, you know, his his stuff is not so public anymore. So, nah. you know, I'm sure Joe Biden the same way. If he if he don't end up getting reelected, um, he whenever won't. whenever his term is up, he probably gonna do a book tour and go on some talk shows and you know give some speeches and stuff. And he probably the, gonna run. The up some only reason time. why Biden won is because of um, Trump's failure to properly deal with the COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a COVID denier, right? <laughs> called- I think, I think, I don't think that's all. I think that also there was a, uh, a huge rebellion against Trump in general. Like yeah. it, it was a COVID thing, but just yeah. overall, like there were a lot of people that didn't even show up to vote when, um, you know, that first time uh, when yeah, Hillary and Donald Trump were running. Yeah. And it was just like, it, it was so, so much, it was promoted so heavily as far as like go out there and vote, every celebrity, yeah. you know, every conversation was about voting and all this kind of stuff. So it was just like it was a lot of other shit, obviously, mm-hmm. getting Trump out of there. But I think like everybody, even Democrats, nobody was just super excited. Like I'm, I'm vote for Biden. Yeah, yeah, they weren't excited about nobody was. We like a lot of liberals. We only voted for Biden to get Trump out. Yeah, and now we got Biden's dumbass in, and he about to be gone in four years. He is not getting reelected. One, he's too old. And two, he just draws blanks, dude. You ever see him just talking? Mm-hmm. He'll be like, in order to protect yourself from hurricanes, get vaccinated. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did you just say? He really said that. But it to add more context to it, he said that because to protect yourself from the hurricanes or whatever, get vaccinated because they will have people in close quarters. Mm-hmm. And if you're vaccinated, it will protect you from COVID. He just missed like a sentence in between. He, he missed a sentence and it made him look to say, like he said, protect yourself from the hurricanes with the vaccine. And everybody's like, what the fuck did he just say? This yeah. is like only a few days ago he said this That's shit. That's crazy. Like, come on, man. I think Joe Biden. Joe Biden, dude, he, he can. How old is he now? Seventy eight, nine. I think seventy eight. Yeah, he's That's not. Crazy. Yeah, and I think Trump ain't coming back either, bro. Trump, Trump, Trump about to make a lot of money just chilling. Just chilling. He ain't yeah. coming back because he's gonna be too old. Mm-hmm. They both too old. They. Got, I don't even know who running. But I just thought about it. Who could possibly run in the next election? And it'll be the first time this ever happened. Believe it or Lil not, Nas X. Nah. Oh. Um. <laughs> believe it or not. As far as right wing like pundits, the like Candace Owens holds a lot of weight mm-hmm. with right leaning people. Imagine if Candace Owens ran and Kamala Harris. It'd be the first time that two would be black crazy. women, two black women running for president. Well, the reason why Candace Owens, I think she, I think she has a fair shot. You know, just running on that whole uh, conservative agenda. Mm-hmm. But if she was smart enough, she would, she would do a little bit more like middle leaning stuff to capture a, f- a few black women cuz yeah. we w- as as black people and as black women for sure we want to you know support our own mm-hmm. right but she just so disrespectful towards her own community yeah, that's that true, nobody yeah. cares what she has to say yeah, yeah. but if she just ran as obviously as a uh, as a republican but then just kind of did a little bit of middle leaning stuff here and there to kind of capture those right. those uh people that don't really know who they want to vote for right or you know just kind of um I guess ignite that there's already a small group of black Republicans already yeah. ignite those black. They have like black voices for Trump and all these little small sectors yeah, ignite those it. people to where they getting out and they, they, uh, 
showing up to colleges and all this kind of stuff and, you know, trying to change people's minds, um, she can win. But I feel like the best person, I feel like the only people that matter to me are middle-leaning people, not liberals or conservatives. The Mm -hmm. reason why is when you really don't have much of a political affiliation, you tend to look at things objectively. Like, I could look at Biden and tear him apart for the shit he's not doing. Mm. But I don't know a lot of liberals that do that. And I don't know a lot of conservatives that tore down Trump for what he was doing. There's not enough people. People just tend to, like like I mentioned earlier, you got to poke holes in the things you believe in. Mm. And most people do not poke holes in the things they believe in. They just full-fledged believe them, and they live in the echo chamber. They stay there, and they do whatever the party line is telling them to do. But if you came out, if a president came out, and he had right and left leaning values, he would speak to a lot more people. Like if you like if you have somewhat of, you know, liberal beliefs, but you also believe in the Second Amendment, you also believe in smaller government, but you also believe in, you know, helping underserved communities. You could believe in more than one thing. I don't get why people don't believe like get yeah. it. Multiple things you can believe in without having to be labeled as a liberal or conservative. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I could say, like, yo, I'm liberal, but I'm, like, fiscally conservative. But at the same time, like, I don't even want to say that. I just have a way I feel about shit. I don't even want to put a label on it. I I think that in maybe maybe in our lifetimes, I think that there might be a flip as far as like who black people start to vote for. Mm. Just, just cause the, the way I see things moving, um, obviously a lot of black people are Christian, right? So a lot of the liberal ideology, it doesn't necessarily align with, um, how we are raised. Um, That's true. but, but also the liberals are only getting more liberal. Yeah, it's getting you sick. know, so oh, as man. far, as far, even as far as Joe Biden's, you know, his whole bank account thing that he's trying to do, there may be somebody that's like they vote they voted for for every liberal or every democratic officer and, and and president you know over the course of day you know however many 30 40 years of life right and then i i just think that it's just it's just going to keep getting more and more extreme we mm-hmm. we're starting to see you know things as far as like different trans um agendas popping up um, different, you know, the, the especially the taxes and, and all this kind of things. I think it's going to be some, you know, some liberals that maybe live in LA. They they, they may live in a in a in a middle class neighborhood, and they like, yo, I'm just tired of all of this yeah. like nonsense. The only the only problem that the Republicans have is that part of their um, part of the way they run is being a little bit racist. Yeah, there's some. There's, definitely there's like some undertones more. of racism that yeah. kind of go, especially with Donald Trump, is the, the good old boys and all this kind of stuff. He was kind of like catering to to these people and, and rallying them up as far as you know, getting he, them out there to vote. The, the 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 choice of words he was using was galvanizing the wrong people, mm-hmm. and I think he knew it. But I think that even if we can't say that Trump was racist, we can say that he was willing to bargain racism in order to. Win an election, yeah, for sure. Because some some of the shit, like some of the, uh, if this was the old days, we would have drug him out of here or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, bro, you can't say shit like that. Like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. And it so, was, a, I think it was a black dude that, that they was pulling out of there uh-huh. too. Yeah. Like, hey man, you got you can't, you, can't say that. You can't but, say shit like but, that. So so my point is like that. A lot of the politics of. Uh, Republicans don't bother black people as much. Right, right, right. But I think the problem that a lot of us have, especially like middle-leaning middle people have, is the 
the um the tone of the way they speak like yes. you have like the Ben Shapiro's and you yeah. know the Donald Trumps and all, and all these um political pundits that that Hannity and shit the, yeah they say things that are not welcoming for us but if yeah. they if there was somebody that ran on the the like as far as like a republican agenda and they removed all of that kind of divisive lingo um they may be able to capture some of those middle leaning black people and then the more and more black people go over there, they might be like, oh, it's not, it's actually not that bad over there. Yeah, you got to change the face. You mm. have to change the face of conservative leadership as far as black people. Mm. And then it's going to be more people coming over there. Like if it's a dude that's like a business owner, you know, if he has a story of, you know, I grew up like this, you know, this, that, and mm-hmm. the third. Mm-hmm. I have conservative values based on this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then he just ran based off of certain stuff and he didn't try to like force. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, you know, I've never, never thought I would see a, especially now, like a conservative black president. I don't know about that. that I, th- I think the, just the, the more I, more I grow, and we, I was driving the other day, and I seen this, uh, this black dude. Or I don't know if they were black, but the sticker on the car, Larry Elder. No, I'm black. Huh? <laughs> I said Larry Elder. Oh no! <laughs> but he, it was like a, uh, they had like a Trump flag, and then it was like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Voices for Trump sticker on the car. Mm-hmm. And I seen it, and generally, you know, as a younger me, I would get like, come on, dog. Like, y'all some Uncle Toms and all this kind of stuff. But I thought about it. I was like, well, part of it, the reason why it feels so bad or it used to feel so bad is the whole self-hate aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I do think Candace Owens says a lot of, like, self-hate stuff. Yeah, some bullshit. Which is very annoying. But then I just started to think about it more. I'm like, yo, like... If if it came down to the politics, I don't care. I don't wholeheartedly believe in anything on on either, on either side, mm. right? So as far as like, you know, the, the the Democratic side, there's some stuff I don't necessarily agree with, and there's there's some things on the Republican side I don't necessarily agree agree with. But then I'm also thinking like, well, I'm probably a Democrat or a vote Democrat primarily because I grew up poor. Mm. You know, because the whole government assistance and, you know, mm-hmm. and also it's just what we are supposed to do. But mm-hmm. when you when you start to grow and you start to look at, um, you know, the world, for take it for what it is. And then you also start to think like where, where I want to go. Then you really start questioning like, yo, why am I really voting Democrat? Mm-hmm. Is it just because it's what I'm supposed to do? Is it because I'm black? Is it just because, you know, the, you know, the government assistance or these type of the, the different things that they want to do to help people out in underserved communities and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Um, and then you kind of get past that. Then you really start to, you know, see like, what is it? What is it really I, I'm doing here? And then you start to look at the other side and then you understand that they're uh, part of them running or part of them um, galvanizing a group of people is to have those undertones of disrespect towards certain communities, mm-hmm. build a wall. Um, you know, if you're, uh, that was Joe Biden as far as if you black vote for me or whatever, whatever the case may be. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, certain things that uh, uh, Donald Trump said, I did more for the black community and all, all these kind of like undertones yeah, of like disrespect, you know, disrespectful things. But then you're like, yo, if it just came on, on a, on paper, like mm-hmm. what do, what do we, you know, what do we actually care about on, on paper outside of like the disrespect and stuff like that? Then you like, dang, like, man, maybe if they weren't so disrespectful towards black people, more people might actually go over there. People can't quantify that statement, mm-hmm. though. That, mm-hmm. that, that, what they'll do is they'll be like, 
how is he disrespectful towards blacks? If anything, he's done more for blacks since Martin Luther King. People mm. just repeat things without even researching what yeah. they talk. It's like, yeah. dog, uh-huh. don't say that, please. Uh, yeah. What the hell is that? You it's a bottle. It's just. It's a chair. Yeah. You put some WD forty on that motherfucker. It's Costco chair. It's like, pow pow pow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know why we got into a little political thing. Oh yeah, Biden. But mm. no, man. Um, yeah, we 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 got a. I don't know, man. I, I'm done. I, I usually when we start talking about politics, my brain just takes a nosedive. There you go. Yeah. Where we at, man? What, 207? Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I think we've given the people a good show, man. What do you guys think, huh? Have we given you a good show? Make sure y'all subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you notify whenever we drop podcasts. Yeah. We're on YouTube now for all those that don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, they're going to hear the audio version because we have some a lot of, we have a pretty decent audio audio, uh, audience now. Yeah. And... A lot of them probably don't realize we're on YouTube. So we are on YouTube at a Trucker's Mind podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We only been on there for how many weeks now? Like seven. Like seven weeks. Something like that. So we're still really new to YouTube. Yeah, we're still new YouTubers. We got a regular one camera set up right now because Mm -hmm. cameras are very, very expensive. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey. People are expensive as well. Yeah. Help Mm -hmm. us out, man. Help us out. Give Give us a like if we've earned it. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't don't like share or anything if you feel we haven't earned it. But if you feel we've earned it, like, share, comment, subscribe. Yeah. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're out of here. Peace.